The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Welcome to Pat Gray Unleashed. Great to have you with us. This is fantastic. For uh, accusing somebody of sexually assaulting her, Christine Blasey Ford's been nominated for an award. Because <clears throat> I mean, what a what an excellent accomplishment! Uh, her, she's she's been nominated for an award for going forward with this allegation. Uh, a professor at the University of North Carolina nominated Ford for the Distinguished Alumna Award. Crediting her for speaking truth to power. <laughs> That's good. Christine Ford graduated from uh, UNC in 1988 uh, with a bachelor's in psychology. And the uh, nominating professor wrote, this letter nominating Dr. Blasey Ford is not about partisan politics. Of course huh. not. Why did you even bring that up? Yeah, nothing in this whole process <clears throat> has been about partisan no. politics, so why start no, now? No, this is about getting to the truth. It is, okay, and he explained. Okay. It is about recognizing that the simple act of speaking one's truth, Ugh. especially when that truth involves sexual assault, is an act of bravery. There's no such thing as speaking one's truth. It's either truth or it's not. There's there's not separate truths for everyone. <laughs> she doesn't have a truth that she was sexually assaulted, and then Kavanaugh has a truth, a separate truth, that he didn't. He either did or he didn't, and that would be the truth. I, and we don't know what the truth is, but it certainly looks like the truth is on Kavanaugh's side because she couldn't cor- corroborate even with some of her best lifelong friends. So the act of speaking out was an act of bravery? It's 36 years ago and she came forward only when he was about to be uh, put on the U.S. Supreme Court. Yeah, he was hours away from being confirmed. Hours. (laughs) I don't... How is that award worthy? If... If that actually happened to her, should have come forward to that a long time ago, and he shouldn't have been a circuit court judge. You were okay when he was a circuit court judge. It was your truth was that it's fine that he's there, and I'm not going to accuse him of anything. The only position he's not qualified for if he sexually abused her is the U.S. Supreme Court. That's nonsense. That's what a world! <laughs> what a world! Again, nobody corroborated the story. No one. But but it was her truth. Her truth. It was her truth. Man, I hate that news. It seems like it's a this has just sprung up to be super prevalent. I mean, I've probably heard it intermittently in the past. Yeah. But it's everywhere now. It's come up before. Your truth. Speak your truth. It's like common core <clears throat> facts. Mm-hmm. Your truth. Right. Right. Well, that's not the right answer, but it's, it's your answer. Mm-hmm. And so it's correct. Because I, I, who am I to say that anything you do is incorrect? Well, you're the teacher. That's who you are. So you should, should tell them it's incorrect so they can correct it. But I, I see it in my granddaughter's school. Uh, she's in first grade this year. And that's what they're doing. They're doing that. Uh, as long as they do the formula 
that they're being taught, as long as they try and do that formula, no. even if they get the answer wrong, it's right. And we'll worry about it later. What state? Uh, Texas. You ever heard of it? You ever heard of Texas? Well, yeah, but <laughs> yeah. you have grandkids in other states, do you not? Um, let's see. And I thought, I yes, honestly, I do. So yes, the I reason do I thought it was somewhere mm-hmm. else is because I thought we had this under control in Texas. No, apparently not. Oh my gosh. Apparently not. What is happening? Oh. I mean, seriously, if they spell things wrong, mm-hmm. if it looks like it sort of sounds the way they spelled it, that's fine. It's, it's right. We'll worry about you know, really correcting them later. Really? Once they've learned the wrong way to spell a word, you're going to try to undo everything? What the? So phonetics get you uh-huh. a passing grade. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get, where's my white flag? I just I just saw some sh- something she wrote recently, and I, I said, well, how, the, how come none of those words are circled and corrected? Well, because that's not how they do it. <laughs> they, they, just, they just say that she's, she's right, and they'll worry about correcting that spelling later on. Oh. Do they use red ink at all? Hmm. No, because, you know, red ink is traumatizing, as you know. I mean, we learned that clear back in Houston. <laughs> Were you on the show when they, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think that was like 01 or 02. We've been going down this road for a long time. It was, I think, it, I think they graded with colors uh-huh. or something. It wasn't letter grades. It wasn't number grades. It was. Red uh, was too upsetting. Yeah. They yeah. couldn't even use red ink on the page. <laughs> uh, if they're upset by red ink. Uh, my goodness. Well, that I, explains why they're marching the streets now. I fear for their future. And yeah, and here we are with the future where they have their truth and our truth. And we've got all these separate truths because they've been taught that there are separate, uh, that nothing is wrong. It's just a different kind of right. That's <laughs> <laughs> your right. Why, why, why did you want to do this to me to start the show? You've spoken your correctness. Who am I? Uh, to correct you to the actual way of correct. There is no actual correct. How do we survive that? I mean, this is a question we come to every day about four <laughs> minutes into the show. Every day. Did you want the answer? Uh, we No. We No. Let's not answer the question because mm-hmm. uh, it's too depressing. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh Brooke Baldwin's truth is <laughs> That uh, there's no, these people that are showing up and yelling and screaming about Kavanaugh and clawing at the door of the Supreme Court and pounding on it endlessly and chanting and screaming and weeping and wailing and gnashing their teeth. Uh, it's, it's amazing, but they're not a mob. Don't even, don't even say the M word. Watch this from Brooke Baldwin on CNN. Weaponizing Brett Kavanaugh, you know, if they just do this for the next four weeks, do you think that that's a winning strategy? I definitely think it's a winning strategy for the midterms. There could be long-term consequences that we look back at this moment and say that this was, you know, one moment on our way to Republicans having a demographic problem. But in terms of the midterms, I think Mary Catherine is exactly right. Democrats are already motivated. Donald Trump, like nothing that happened, uh, you know, last week is going to matter to the person who's already upset about all the other things Donald Trump has done. Democrats were motivated, passionate, angry. Sure. They are either going to turn out or they're not. Republicans, they're the team that needed the, the excitement, the passion, the energy. 
They didn't have it. In midterms, that's what matters for turnout, and now I think they do. And it's because I believe it's the overreaction of the left. When you see people like Ted Cruz getting chased out of restaurants by a mob. Oh, when you see, you're when not you, going to use the mob I will, word Oh, here. It's, it's totally a mob. It is without a there's doubt. A I mean, it's, it's, there's no other word Matt. for it. Brooke. It's a Brooke. Brooke. Put up Brooke. A mob. Stop. Stop. A Put mob. Use. A mob is Ugh. what we saw Help in me. Charlottesville, Virginia, two Augusts ago. No, well, yeah, that was a mob too. Is not that was a mob what we saw chasing. I'm what not about, saying what, what they the did people, was right. What about the people yes, who were are. at the Supreme Court banging on the walls? What do you call that? A mob. Civil protest? Or is that a mob? I think it's easily a mob. Thank you. Yeah, and if it were Tea Partiers, we'd call it a mob for sure. Come on, let's be serious. Let me, let me, let me, let me move past the M word. (laughs) Let me move past the M word. M. Oh, heaven help! I literally heaven help us. That is the only thing that can. (laughs) She is so offended that he used the word mob. Whoa. Oh, whoa, 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 Matt. Did we dump that, Ron? Matt. Matt. Let me chastise you as if I was your mother because, honey, we don't use that word on CNN. <laughs> Not when we're describing Democrats. Now, if you want to use that, that word, the M word, with conservatives or Republicans... Uh, the people, for instance, who showed up on the mall back in 2010—that was a mob. It's a mob. That was that was a horrifying, terrifying mob. But these wonderful people who are just attacking and surrounding and screaming at a U.S. senator and his wife during dinner—that's that is not a mob. <laughs> that's bizarre. That's embarrassing. Well, I believe it's that embarrassing. is embarrassing. That is Brooke Baldwin's truth. Yeah, I she spoke her truth. She spoke her truth yeah. that that is not a mob. <laughs> okay. I mean, how do you get how do you get that insulted over the over the M word? And then you can't even say it and you've gotten so beat down and they absolutely won that argument. Uh we've got to move on past the M word. Okay. Then you, what you then do what that, is Putin. that? What is that? Just a group? <clears throat> what would she call that? I don't know. Uh, I wish she would have asked. That's her. a gaggle of protesters. That's the term you should be using. Not a mob. Jeez. I tell you what, man. CNN. They've fun stuff. Yeah, they've just really gone down the drain. To think that this was CNN for a long time was considered the news source. <clears throat> I mean, it, they actually did news, and it was down the middle. And you, could, uh, they were. They were somewhat reasonable in the early 2000s under Bush. They've become completely unhinged. And really, I think worse than MSNBC, which I didn't think was possible. Yeah, they're getting there. Yeah. And they're the ones who are always pointed to as the Trump haters, not even MSNBC. Of course, you expected it from MSNBC. So I think people just say, okay, yeah, that's MSNBC. Of course, they're going to do that. But CNN used to be a legitimate news source. And now, they're they're nothing of the sort. They're they're nothing of the kind. They're just the hate Trump channel, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. But you know, I plus they're third out of three in the three network cable news race. They're third every time. 
And when you look at the individual shows, too, it's Fox is way ahead of everybody else. And then you got a couple of shows on MSNBC. Then you got all Fox, 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 Fox. At the very bottom of every ratings week, it's CNN shows. And this is why. 888 Uh, But talking to you about Brickhouse Nutrition and Field of Greens for quite a while. Created by a top team, a team of top physicians. And they wanted to really do something that was actual superfood. But you didn't have to, you know, suffer through vegetables like broccoli and kale. Uh, all the you know, green beans, spinach. Mm-hmm. Um, if... Those kinds of things turn your stomach as they do for me. Try Field of Greens. It's real superfood. It has all that good nutrition in it. You just don't have to taste it. Um, what sets it apart from other products is that it has a nutrition's facts panel on it because it's, it is actual food. So you take one scoop of Field of Greens and put it into eight ounces of water. It flavors it a lot like Kool-Aid. Or you can put it in a shake or smoothie. And it it's delicious. Tastes great. You get real certified vegan, vegetarian, and USDA organic fruits and vegetables, complete with antioxidants. So try it today. If you've been thinking about it, yeah, that might be that might be something good. Try it. Go to BrickHousePat.com. Try Field of Greens. Get 10% off when you use the offer code PAT. It's BrickHousePat.com. You're listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. You have all the dumb reporters, the TV reporters, standing out on the beach, waiting for the hurricane to come blow them away, standing in the rain and the wind. Uh, By the way, this storm, this hurricane, has intensified as it's gotten closer to shore. That never happens. Usually starts to weaken, uh, but... It's a powerful Category 4. It's bordering on Category 5 right now. Uh, the winds are up to 150 miles an hour. Isn't that, isn't that a Category 5? Isn't that what where it starts Ooh. to be a Category 5? Or is it 175? Let's see. All right, that's, those are strong winds. And usually they, they say hunker down for wind, flee the flood. And the storm surge is is coming in, too, and that's supposed to be, I don't know, 13 feet or something. Uh, If it gets to 156 miles per hour, it's Mm -hmm. a Category 5. So right now it's 150. Wow. So it's very close. It's a high Category 4. Yeah. So they're calling it terrifyingly powerful. And uh, it might become the strongest hurricane to hit the Florida panhandle in recorded history. Uh. Catching a... Some catch a meteorologist by surprise, even. And so uh, officials have said, look, if if you didn't leave when we told you to a couple of days ago, it's too late. Too late now. Don't leave now because you're going to be caught right in the middle of this thing. Find a place to hunker down. Find a place of safety and, and get there and ride it out. Worst storm that the Florida panhandle has seen in a century, according to Rick Scott, Governor Rick Scott. Hurricane Michael is upon us, and now is the time to seek refuge. 
And again, he said, if you didn't leave when we told you to and you're in the evacuation areas, too late. Sorry. But a lot of people, a lot of people just take their chances because they've heard it a million times. If you live on the coast, you've heard about hurricanes that are coming and you need to leave now. And so, so you leave and it disrupts your life. And then the hurricane takes a turn and winds up somewhere else or the hurricane weakens and it was no big deal. Uh, so you kind of, you know, you get beat down with that stuff a little bit and you just say, ah, I've yeah. seen this before. And, and not so only it's that, dangerous. Yeah, not only that, but it's not like this was some big event for a week, week and a half where we no, watched this, it churning offshore way out. They underestimated this, this one. This thing just popped up right there in the Caribbean and in no time it's on your shore. Yeah. So they think it's going to hit near Panama City and Laguna Beach. Right now. Sometime right. like around now or right early now. this afternoon. Yeah. I guess in the East Coast it's it's already afternoon. But um, 150 mile an hour winds plus the storm surge coming in, which I think they said is 13, up to 13 feet. Uh, wow. So everybody is uh, a little concerned about what's going on. Uh, our thoughts and prayers are with you in the Florida panhandle and hope you're ready for this. And I, I hope you, you left when you were supposed to because uh, it's no fun. Having been in Houston when people left, at the last minute, and three million of them decided, okay, yeah, we're going to go now. Time to go. And then it was uh, really ugly. And more people died from the evacuation and the resulting uh, heat strokes and all that happened there than they did the hurricane. 888 900 uh, and at Pat Unleashed on the Twitterverse. Um Really interesting article about whether or not Amazon is becoming a real issue in the U.S. When The question in the article was, when did we become the United States of Amazon? Because <laughs> it sort of feels like that. Now, Jeff Bezos and, and Amazon management just raised the minimum wage you can make at uh, Amazon. And this is great because it's a private company deciding they want to do this. They raised their minimum wage to $15 an hour last week. However, at the same time, uh, they stopped paying overtime, I think it was, mm-hmm. and giving bonuses. Yep. And so they're actually making less than they were before the yeah. raise. So about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, people are kind of paying attention to everything Amazon is doing as they continue to grow and just become this unbelievable behemoth. Uh, there was a an author who wrote about how how massive uh, Amazon is becoming in his book, The Four, The Hidden DNA of Amazon, Apple, Facebook, and Google. And he cited some amazing statistics, like far less U.S. households own a gun than uh, have Amazon Prime. 30% of Americans own a gun. 64% have Amazon Prime. What? 64% of Americans have Amazon Prime? Prime. Don't not just oh, wow. use Amazon, right. but actually step up and pay the 120 or whatever it is a year to yeah. have Prime. Have their their ultimate service. It's pretty amazing. Wow. Uh more Americans have Amazon Prime than voted in 2016. Only yeah, 55% of us voted. 64 to 55. Mm-hmm. Uh, more Americans have Amazon Prime than earn 50000 a year or more. More Americans have Amazon Prime than go to church. 51% of us go to church. 
<laughs> Jeez. Um, so from 2006 to 2016, Amazon's stock price surged 1,910%. Almost 2,000%. And in the meantime, they kind of destroyed department stores like Sears and Penny's. Kmart, Best Buy, Nordstrom, Target, Walmart have suffered. Obviously, they didn't destroy them. Um, but another interesting stat is since the Great Recession in 2008, Amazon has paid $1.4 billion in corporate taxes compared to Walmart's $64 billion. Hmm. How'd they manage that, I wonder? Is that a brick-and-mortar thing? <laughs> no, these are federal taxes, right? M- yeah. Yeah. Huh. So... Okay. Uh, also, um, 55% of us now own an Amazon um, Alexa, Ooh. which I just said. You off. just turned so on devices all across the land. Uh, and then, of course, you've got a bunch of other devices like that, including Echo Input, Echo Show, Echo Plus, Echo Sub, and Echo Auto. Good job of turning on every other device that doesn't go by the name. <laughs> well, there's less people that have those. <clears throat> so, it's incredible. Amazon's reach is becoming so gigantic that it's a, a little bit scary. Um, but we we don't have any fear of this stuff. We we invite you know this Amazon product into our homes, and then it listens to everything we say. Yeah, and it orders our stuff for us. And, you know, tells us what the temperature is. Yeah, you had Dr. Epstein on talking with Glenn a few days ago. And he was talking about, if you've got these devices in your home, just know that they are recording everything you say, even when you think it's off. Even when you're not making a request of something, and it's sending that data back to headquarters. Yeah, 40 million homes now have it in their house. 40 million. So, And and then these devices report our mood, uh, our taste what we want, what we need, what we're afraid of, and it reports all of that back to Amazon headquarters. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, it's convenient because then, then you it's don't convenient. have to worry about, you know, That's right. Amazon looking up stuff. knows how to take care of you then. It'll just pre-order it because it knows that, oh no, Keith's angry again that he's out of vodka at the house. We better take care of that now. Uh, but very convenient, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they also bought Whole Foods, and when they did that, it plunged Kroger's stock from $31 a share to 22 bucks a share. That's fascinating. Isn't that something? That's how dominant Amazon is. That's how people view Amazon. Oh my gosh, they got into the grocery store industry, so uh, my stock is worth less now in Kroger. They're spending $5 billion this year on original programming. They're on pace to outspend Netflix by 2022. Uh, the... <laughs> After announcing a kind of a vague healthcare initiative that they were thinking about implementing back in January, stock prices for the major healthcare insurers plummeted. That's how powerful Amazon is. It's pretty amazing. They're getting into space. Uh, they control. They're they're already. I think either already or will be by 2020 the largest clothing retailer in America. They've already put all the book, almost all of the booksellers out of business. Um, what else can they do that they don't already do? Pretty amazing. 
And mostly I'm just pissed that I didn't think of it all Yep. and put it all together. Right, right. Instead, Jeff Bezos is the one who's worth $155 billion now. <sighs> Something like $63 billion more than Bill Gates. Wow. Yeah, he's doing okay for himself. He's carved out a decent living here. So when you talked about that stock price, uh, uh-huh. you know, 2006, 2016. Anyway, 35 bucks a share back in 2006 you could have bought it for. Oh, wow. Yeah. What is it now? That's what I'm trying to find out. Uh, oh, gosh, around 2000 a share. Okay, so uh, you might have uh, might have had a. Well, increase, if you were right? smart enough, insightful enough to yeah. invest, well, you, you got rich. That's amazing. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. We're curious about what a $10,000 investment in uh, Amazon stock in 2006 would bring today. So, like, if you said, I'm going to take, I really believe in Amazon. I think that's a company on the move, and I think they're going to grow a lot. So, I'm going to take $10,000, and I'm going to buy, it would have bought, purchased, I think, 277 shares Yep. in 2006. So, that 2000. So that $10,000 investment in 2006 would 12 years later be worth $501,000 today. So 10 grand becomes half a million. Jeez. 12 years. Wow. I mean, huh. that's, that's life-changing. But, of course, I didn't do it. I mean, that's a better return on investment than me putting $10 on the Atlanta Falcons to win the Super Bowl every year. Somewhat, yes. Somewhat better. I mean, this has been mm-hmm. like zero return, I mean, negative. Return. That's better than uh, spending a dollar, two dollars, five dollars every week on a lottery that you never win. Mm-hmm. This would have been a little more advantageous. Yeah, I also put money on the Cleveland Browns uh, pretty much every year because one year it's going to hit. Well, it might be this year. Hmm. Might it be? What, what did you put on to win the Super Bowl? Yeah, I just do ten oh, bucks on wow. the Falcons every year and ten bucks, uh, ten bucks on like well, the longest probably, odds. Probably not going to win the Super Bowl, but they're good. They're pretty good. They won again over the weekend. You know? Sure did. Massive twelve to nine uh, football game. Hmm. They got they got more wins than the Falcons do. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Same amount as Green Bay does. Mm-hmm. So put yeah. that in your pipe and smoke it. And by the okay? way, I, I almost kicked my youngest child out of the house uh, over the weekend when she pointed out the fact that the Cleveland Browns were doing better than the Atlanta Falcons this year. <laughs> I said, um, please uh, leave really? my site before um, How old is CPS she? is called. Uh, ten. She's ten and she's... That's funny. Uh, That's great. I like that. quite witty yeah. with her puns. Mm. Hi, Zeely. That's great. Mm-hmm. All right. 888 uh, we're in good hands with the youth, as we all know. Uh, NBC News interviewed a bunch of college students at UC Irvine, and uh, uh, this tells us a lot. Here's what they had to say. Bus stop at UC Irvine. There are, I think, 26,000 kids that go to school here. And uh, if the Democrats can get all of them to vote for them, then maybe Republicans will be in trouble in this district. But I don't know. Sorry, not to be annoying, but we're with NBC News, and I'm just trying to figure out, is anybody here going to vote? An election on November 6th? Anybody? <laughs> Everyone's ignoring him. No. Anybody? Nobody's going to vote? <laughs> Bueller. 
Is anybody going to vote in the congressional election in November? <laughs> you are. Thank you, sir. Yeah. What do you care about? What do I care about? Yeah. Um, school. 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 What about school. you? I'll walk with you to the bus stop. You guys get on this bus? Yeah. So what if free you stuff? Vote, what, what is the thing that's going to get your vote? <laughs> Probably school and expensive. Uh, I was going to say, you're not talking about the issues that people talk about on the news all the time. The Russia investigation, the Supreme Court. You don't watch that stuff. <laughs> yeah, good. Good. We're in good hands. Are you registered to vote? Uh, not yet. Not yet. How old are you? 18. 18. So this could be your first election. Yeah. And ultimately, you could decide whether or not the House of Representatives is in Democratic or Republican <laughs> control. They are you thinking about all that? don't care. Um, not currently. Maybe if I took more time to like get informed about like what's mm -hmm. going on right now in politics. Yeah, you don't want to do that, that though. Come on, don't do that. The people voting have at least some idea of who they're voting for. Are you gonna vote? I should. We're like the most unreliable voter demographic, mm -hmm. so I should vote to like increase those numbers, you know? Well, that's what the Democrats want. <laughs> but they can't count on you guys necessarily. No. That's actually promising. Yeah, that is. That gives me hope that maybe these millennials won't show up and vote. The <laughs> apathy, though, is just it's sad. It is quite sad. If they were better informed, you know, maybe they'd make good decisions at the at the voting booth. But fortunately, look how look how they just don't care. They don't care about it. Of course, I think back when I was eighteen, I think I did. I think I cared. I cared enough to vote for Ronald Reagan when I had the opportunity. Yeah. That was the first presidential election I could I could vote in, and I did. And so... Wow. Well, you have a uh, better story than me. You got to vote for Ronald Reagan. Yep. First time I got to vote for president, I got to cast a ballot for... H.W.? Bob Dole. Bob Dole. Mm, 96. Whoa. Bob a, Dole. What a treat. What a treat that was <laughs> to, to cast my vote for Bob what Dole. What a terrible... What a terrible election choice that was between Bob Dole and Bill Clinton. Uh, mm -hmm. And then we had, I mean, we had another one, too, with Barack Obama and John McCain. That was equally terrible. Uh, that one, In fact, I, more uh, terrible. My primary vote that year was uh, Alan Keyes. <clears throat> <laughs> it turned out to be a good vote. That was another good vote uh, by <laughs> Keith Malinak. <laughs> Alan uh, Keyes. Thankfully, in 2004, oh, I had uh, George W. Bush to vote for. <laughs> then, uh, what was 08? Who ran in 08? McCain and well, Obama. No, I'm talking about the primary, though. I'm trying oh. to remember who. Oh, wait. Uh, oh, 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 boy, I'm so good. That vote was cast uh, for Fred Thompson. Oh, okay. <clears throat> and then, uh, I forget. What was 2012? Uh, Romney. Yeah, it wasn't Romney then. But it was, um, you know, I voted for, uh, what's his face? Centorum. Uh, I think it was Centorum in 2012, right? Yep. Yeah. That, that would not have been so. my vote. Uh, I'm trying to think mm. of who it was. So obviously, I was very passionate about it by the time 2012 came along. Obviously. Yeah, we never have a good choice. Well, except 2016, we had lots of good choices and we just didn't mm -mm. choose them. So, 888 900 Also, speaking of uh, the college kids, Cabot Phillips from Campus Reform went to the University of Georgia. And he offered the students a hundred dollars, one hundred bucks, if they could name a single time when a liberal speaker was shouted down by conservatives. What a great question! Because I don't think it's ever happened. Be interesting to see if if they can think of a time. Here's what happened on the uh, campus of the University of Georgia. 
In the past year, there's been a lot of coverage about events around the country, you know, speakers going and getting shouted down, events getting shut down for safety reasons, people getting assaulted, things of that nature. I'll give you $100 if you can give an example of conservative students on a campus shutting down a liberal speaker. $100. Just off the top of my head. Any campus. Not too aware. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna lose that hundred dollars because I can't. Right. See, that's the thing. You can't because it hasn't. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so it continued, and uh, Phillips started enlightening people on how the respect for freedom of speech is kind of supposed to work. Liberal point of views are often more palatable. But when you say conservative students you. view leftist ideas as not palatable as well, but they don't revert to shutting down speech. Yeah, but I think that's yeah, but a red herring argument. I think you're trying, or I, it's it's not necessarily a red herring argument, but I think you're trying to what equate uh-huh. having a having certain put certain uh-huh. like liberal stuff <laughs> normally a lot less hate. <laughs> Fueled and uh, divisive. Well, who gets to decide what's divisive and what's not? Well, when it divides people, it tends to be more divisive. That's but if it's a liberal, if it's a liberal speaker that's coming and conservative students didn't like it, if their reaction was to let it be heard out, wouldn't you say it's a better reaction than trying to shut something down? Um, wait, so, sorry, what um, did you say? Wait, conservative I, students I as a whole tend to be more, you know, tolerant towards opinions that are coming to campus they disagree with, whereas mm-hmm. the liberal students' response is more to shut them down and why that is hmm. mm-hmm. I don't profess to say why other people do what other people do oh, the red herring guy again <laughs> that guy was he was drowning the whole show there we're in good hands with Allstate but not these kids <laughs> I mean doing Georgia proud there kids yeah. uh, maybe they're like the kids at that other college and they just won't show up to vote let's hope so that would be helpful let's hope so So that reminds me of the uh, uh, the 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 ad that we played yesterday with the old people kind of uh, mocking the youth for not being able to vote. Do we still have that? This would be a good uh, opportunity to. Uh, but they're, they're running an ad that shows all elderly people. And mm. they're saying, yeah, we we know you're not going to vote. So we're, we don't have to worry about it. We always vote. But you don't. So they're trying to kind of... They're, they're, well... Take a look at this. Uh, Dear young people. Don't vote. Don't vote. Everything's fine the way it is. Trump, that was us. He's our guy. Tax cuts for the rich? <laughs> Hell yeah. You can't keep oh, track of which lives matter. Sure you don't like it. So, you'll like some meme on Instagram. If the weather is nice, maybe you could go to one of those little marches. You might even <laughs> share this video on Facebook. But you won't vote. You young people never do. But I do. I do. I do. Midterms, primaries. Every single election. We'll be there, but you won't. Because we're a generation of doers. Not whiners. And we're doing great. Mm. That's nice. That's nice. You're, you're essentially uh, telling the youth that these are all racist, uh, hateful idiots who are their elders. It's a, it's a great way to go, Democrats. Thank you for uh, another great job. Another great example of how we come together in this country. But it's Republicans who are divisive. Let's not forget that. I, I love the guy who says, tax cuts for the rich. Hell yeah. <laughs> like, who feels that way? Come on. 
People want tax cuts for everybody, and that's what happens every time. I don't know of a single instance in U.S. history where only the rich have been offered a tax cut. Has that ever happened? I mean, they may have gotten bigger percentage cuts because at one point, the highest tax rate was 94% in this country for the rich. Oh, 97 at one point. No, no, no. Before the Kennedy tax cuts, uh, after they That's did that, he died. virtually your entire yeah. salary. Well, well, it was the, it was you know toward the back end. You know, after over a million dollars, yeah. I think yes. ninety-seven. But it's still, ninety-seven it's percent on, on everything over a million. Well, it's that's a madness. lot of money. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> tax cuts are good for everybody. It sparks the economy, and and nobody is saying tax cuts for the rich. Hell yeah, I don't want none of you poor people to get a tax cut. Nobody feels like that. Wait, you, you forgot one part of that impersonation. You got to go like this. You got to wipe your face. There you go. With your sleeve. Yeah, you got to use your sleeve mm-hmm. right in front of your face. That's... No? Uh, I don't know. It's just uh, aggravating. Yep, it is. And, uh, you know, just just the mm. just the concept of taxing someone's ability to earn income. Mm-hmm. Is absolutely immoral, in my opinion. Yeah, what what Republicans should do is an educational ad campaign that shows kids how much the rich are already paying in taxes because they think they're not paying any. Yeah, they their belief is that they're paying under ten percent. They're under five percent, and so when you ask them what's fair, well, they should at least pay like ten or twenty percent. Yeah, try you know forty three percent of their income in federal taxes. Then you add the state. Then you add the local. Then you add property taxes. I mean, you're you're crushing them. So what is fair? Yeah, and, and you know this is something that's been happening for a while in this country. I never did understand. I remember when we got the Bush tax cuts. Remember when they mailed the chair uh, the check to us? They, they mailed us a check. Yep. Every family got one. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, summer of 2001. Everybody was waiting by their mailbox. But it was it was tough, even after an election. And there was a GOP ma- uh, majority, at least in the Senate, uh, for that first uh, spring of Bush's term until uh, uh, Jeffords left and switched to Democrat or Independent, whatever. Anyway, uh, I remember polls at that time were showing only half of Americans wanted a tax cut. And I'm thinking, mm. what in the- I haven't understood this country for so long, but that was that was what seventeen years ago. Only half the country in polls wanted a tax cut. Are you kidding me? I don't understand the concept of no. Don't let me keep more of my money, but yet they'll bitch and scream about an ATM fee. All right, makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Democrats have done a pretty effective job in making tax cuts uh, an evil, an evil thing. Because it's t- it's taking money out of the mouths of the poor people, which it of course isn't doing because the government's not funneling money to them anyway. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Um, we all know that losing weight can be a lifelong battle. I mean, there are, I know my mom talked about it all her life. She was doing you know when I was a, a small kid, she was doing the Jack Lalane workout. Anybody remember Jack LaLanne? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that guy. He, the, he used to do this thing. The old guy with a shirt off all the time. Yeah, wow. yeah. And then he'd do this thing where he'd kind of walk 
on his butt. His, his legs oh, yeah, were straight in front of him. I, one of the indelible <laughs> images I have of my mom when I was a kid was her walking on her butt across the living room carpeting. <laughs> I don't. See, uh, it's, see, my dog gets punished when mm. she does that. <laughs> Just saying. It's really bad when a dog does it. Yeah, you, don't want, you don't want him watching Jack LaLanne. So... We're, uh, we've been trying for a long time, and there there is help available to you now that my mom didn't have. It's called Riduzone, and it's a safe, natural, FDA-acknowledged dietary supplement that you take. It's got OEA in it. That's the stuff that can boost your metabolism and help reduce your appetite so you're not thinking about food all the time. If you've been on this merry-go-round, this roller coaster ride for too long, try Riduzone dot, at Riduzone.com. Go there today, enter the promo code PATH, you'll get 30% off a three-month supply. It's RidUZone.com, promo code PATH for 30% off. RidUZone.com. Pat Gray. Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 and Ed Pat Unleashed. Where struggling Lumbee tweets, I personally believe more U.S. <laughs> Americans have Amazon Prime than have maps. Oh, well, you know where you can get a map is from Amazon. Uh, in order. One, right. Probably do a one click. You have Amazon Prime, I'm sure. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Order yourself a map. That. It wasn't as easy back then. I personally believe she said this, that U.S. Americans US are Americans unable are to do so, do so because, because uh, some, some people, people out, there out there in our nation don't, don't have maps. Have maps. And uh, I and, believe that our ed- education, like such as in South, such Africa, as South Africa and uh, the Iraq, everywhere, and everywhere like, like such, such as, as and, uh, and I believe that they, that should, they should, our education, our over, education here, over here in the U.S. should the help, US should the, US, help uh, the U.S. should help no, South Africa. South Africa. It should help the Iraq right. and the Asian countries. Right, because I just remembered that we're a rich country and those are poor ones and those are the ones that we should be helping. Uh, 2007. <laughs> that would have been a good time to buy some Amazon stock. <laughs> yeah, it would. Hmm. Uh, from Cali Josh seventy nine, what what was the storm? Sur- what was the storm surge? I think he means what would be the storm surge oh. if Jeffy did a cannonball. I don't even want to think about it. I don't want to think about the tsunami that would be created that would result from a Jeffy cannonball. I mean, that might well that'd be devastating. <laughs> it's a great question though, Cali Josh. Uh, from Garden Gal. Has Al Gore been reached for comment on the impending hurricane? Hmm. Might I suggest a quick comment from him? Mm. Mm. Uh, I think what we're seeing is that every night on the television news is a nature hike through the book of Revelation. That's what's happening, is a nature hike through the book of Revelation. The only time he's ever mentioned the Bible, as far as I can see. Um, uh, Keith, can you imagine judging... <clears throat> this is from William. Can you imagine judging a spelling bee with almost correct words? No. I, 
Yeah, uh, can you imagine that? Common Core spelling bee? Ooh, that would be uh that'd be a rough go there. And from Saves 84, Keith votes like he bets for losers. <laughs> okay, I didn't I didn't need that. That kind of hurt. I think I remembered it my sort of uh, my 2012 vote. I bet I voted for Ron Paul. I'm thinking I did. Uh, really? I don't know. Was there mm. I don't know. I, I looked at the field. Was it only like <clears throat> 6 or 7 deep in 2012? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I don't know. I felt bad because in 2008, I talked a friend out of mine, convinced him to not vote for Ron Paul and vote for for that guy, uh, Fred Thompson, who, of course, uh, quit the campaign the night of the yeah. South Carolina primary, mm-hmm. right after, you know, hours after we voted for it. About 15 minutes into the campaign, he Failed quit. candidate. Yeah, it didn't really work out. That was a make good primary vote by me. I don't know. Whatever happened to Thompson, by the way? Where is Fred now? What's he, he doing? He, is he, he back to acting? No. He's not? He, we lost him. Is he dead? We literally lost him. Did, we I'm lost serious. Fred Thompson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gone. Oh, no. Yeah, I mean... If I knew that, I forgot it. Dang yeah, it. Yeah, let's see here. Yeah. Fred, 2015. Fred's gone? 2015. Three mm-hmm. years ago, you could have broken that to me a little more gently. Um, they canceled his uh, role on the show. Oh, no. Really? Why? And uh, now Is he he's not selling well, stuff or? on cable, mm-hmm. like you know, commercials and stuff, and he's got a bad cough, and he's dead. Wow. Did he cough himself to death? That's really strange. I forgot what he had, man. But he was a great actor. And, he was and good. He was a yeah. stand-up politician, I thought. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. how did he, he wasn't as conservative as nope. I would have liked. Nope. And, and th- looking through the prism of progressivism now as opposed to then, mm-hmm. and just saying, calling them rhinos and, and just accepting it, mm. as opposed to now when we're like, no, there are better alternatives like a Ted Cruz or a Mike Lee or a Rand Paul. I mean, it can mm-hmm. be done. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah. I still don't know how he died, though. Oh, here we go. Oh, non non Hodgkin's lymphoma. If. Oh goodness. Dang. He, he had that for. Wow, he had that for years. I mean, maybe there was remission. Yeah, mm. there was remission, but 2004 to 2015, off and on. 2004 to 15. Yeah. Wow. Jeez. <sighs> Speaking of Rand Paul, uh, as you just mentioned, um, amid the heightened politicized climate, uh, after this. Kavanaugh hearing, he said yesterday that he's worried now about politically motivated killings rising. So assassinations are coming. Now, this is something Glenn's been warning about for a while because that's one of the things, that's the one thing we lack from the 1960s when everything broke down so badly is assassinations. Uh, but then you think back to last year when when that goofball Bernie Sanders supporter tried to kill one-third of the Republican representatives. Maybe it was one-tenth of the Republican representatives. Um, They've tried Mm -hmm. to assassinate leaders. But uh, Rand Paul said yesterday, I really worry that someone's going to be killed and that those who are ratcheting up the conversation are going to be responsible for it. Are going to be responsible for it is my addition, but that's, that's what he's saying. They have to realize that they bear some responsibility if this elevates to violence. I'm glad somebody's actually bringing this up because it should be discussed with the way some of these Democrats like Maxine Waters and Hillary Clinton, by the way, who said, yeah, we'll be civil. We'll be civil after we after you give us the election again, after you give us the majority back in the House. Yeah, maybe then after we win, then we'll be civil. What? <laughs> really? So you're going to do preconditions on your civility now? Huh. But Republicans are the hateful 
uh, group of people, right? Not, not you. This is just, it's amazing to watch. He pointed back to uh, last summer, of course, did Rand Paul, where, uh, as I just mentioned, with the Republicans were targeted at that baseball practice. And he noted there are some people who are unstable and we don't want to encourage them. We have to somehow ratchet it down and say we're not encouraging them that violence is ever okay. Really true. And they keep telling people to get up in other people's faces. What do you think is going to happen? 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, it's Pat, and you're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. If you like what you're hearing on this show, then you should also check out the Glenn Beck Program. Look for it wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Pat Gray is here Mm -hmm. on the Blaze Radio Network. And a tweet from uh, Where Your Grandma Stay. (laughs) Uh, speaking of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominations, uh, maybe Foreigner should just change their name to Undocumented Immigrant to get into the Hall of Fame. I bet that would smooth things over. Hashtag put that in your pipe. I think I think we have a winner. Hashtag Foreigner in the Hall. Mm. Um, maybe maybe that is the problem, right? Maybe yeah. The, no human being yeah. is a foreigner. Maybe that is the problem. They're undocumented immigrants. Not not politically correct enough. Wow. Of course, another year of nominations and another foreigner or non-documented immigrant snub. Uh, for the first first time, nominees are Def Leppard, richly deserving. Devo, please. I mean, that's just ridiculous. John Prine, Roxy Music. You know, that's a darling of the Rolling Stone and people who uh, consider themselves hip. Hmm. I don't know anybody who has Roxy Music albums. You got anybody here? No. Uh, Stevie Nicks, who's already in for Fleetwood Mac. Now they're going to put her in as a solo artist. And Todd Rundgren. <laughs> when, when, how old does uh, your first album have to be? 25, 25 years? years from their first commercial release. Ooh. Uh, now, four-time nominees include LL Cool J and Kraftwerk. Have you not gotten the hint here? Kraftwerk and LL Cool J don't belong in the Rock Hall of Fame. Hmm. So, And then other, other nominees, Janet Jackson, MC5, Radiohead, mm-hmm. sure. Rage Against the Machine, Ugh. Rufus featuring Shaka Khan. Nope, no, no. The, the Cure. Okay. Yeah, I could go with that. And the zombies. Well, you know who else is eligible that apparently, maybe there was a misprint because mm-hmm. they just sort of inadvertently didn't print up uh, on your list there, was um, Better Than Ezra. Are they eligible now? They are. First release was in 1993. You know who else is eligible this year? Yeah, Which yeah, yeah. The, does make you feel yeah, weird nope. and old. Nope. Hanson. Mm, Hanson. Now they're not going into right. the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but they'll be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame before Foreigner. 
Yeah. Um, um, so let me see that list. Uh, the Connells, where are they? Yeah, no. The Connells. Can mm. you keep scrolling down there? Mm-hmm. The Connells. Mm. Yeah, no. most underrated band of all time. Okay, yeah, not there. Sorry, not there. Hurts a lot. Not a little. I think bands like Toad the Wet Sprocket yeah, are yeah. now uh, oh, absolutely eligible. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even have and, to look that And I was yeah. thinking of somebody else, too. Was it Blink-182 is eligible? Wow. Green Day is what eligible. What is happening? I'm getting old. I know. It hurts. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, 888-900-3393. And, uh, of course, it Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Beto is going to get an hour on national TV by himself because CNN is, I guess they're doing the most consequential most consequential races in 2018. <clears throat> and so they're inviting the participants to come on CNN and debate or do it like a town hall in the next coming weeks. And they included Texas and uh, Ted Cruz said, yeah, no, thank you. No, thank you. I don't, I don't need that. So he won't be there, but Beto agreed. And so he'll just be there babbling by himself. I guess answering questions from the moderator or the audience. I don't know how that's going to work. Oh, the the new Ronald Reagan? The oh no. <laughs> now they've called him the new Ronald Reagan <laughs> in <laughs> Bloomberg. Uh huh. The new Ronald Reagan, <laughs> Beto O'Rourke, the Reagan-esque anti-Trump. <laughs> Reagan-esque. People are often drawn to candidates who seem the opposite of the incumbent president. Okay? He continues, In the U.S., voters are often drawn to candidates who seem to be the opposite of the incumbent. The anti-Obama, the anti-Bush, the anti-Clinton. Beto O'Rourke, now running for the Senate in Texas against uh, Republican incumbent Ted Cruz, is the anti-Trump. O'Rourke has been compared to Robert F. Kennedy in his 1968 campaign. He's, he's way more progressive than Robert Kennedy. But he also has a large dose of Ronald Reagan in 1980. Okay, I'm going to be interested in this case. And it's Make the case so freaking Is weak. It feeble? Oh, it's not even worth <clears throat> printing. Like Reagan. <laughs> I, I, by the way, I have highlighted, uh, I have highlighted every last mention of of Reagan in that article that you're holding. So you're reading everything. They're throwing it all right here. Here we go. Here we go. How's he like Ronald Reagan? Beto, let me go. Well, he has a generous, sunny, optimistic disposition. He comports himself with dignity. In an angry time, he can disagree without being disagreeable. Okay. Are we describing Mr. Rogers? So Beto O'Rourke is the new Mr. Rogers. Hi, neighbor. It's a beautiful day for socialism. Can you say that? I knew you could. Like Reagan, O'Rourke knows how to mix gentleness with moral commitment. Like Reagan, he uses the word American with reverence. When did that mean anything to to idiots like this? When? Yeah, he He, said it's American to kneel for the flag. Right, right. He gives people a sense that he's on their side, not in their face. Well, are you hold on? Are you reading about Ronald Reagan or Beto O'Rourke? No, Beto, I cannot uh, tell. I know it's so. There's absolutely nothing even close to Reagan policy wise. Who wrote this? Uh, Cat. Oh no! Oh <laughs> yes. Written by 
Cass Sunstein. There you go. Oh, jeez. And we have a winner. <laughs> Cass Sunstein. <laughs> I did Super not radical that. Cass Sunstein. That's awesome. Oh, who sent that to me on Twitter? Thank you. Yeah, that's a great article. I get it. Hard to believe they're they're comparing him to Reagan. Uh-huh. He is the you call him the anti-Trump. He is the anti-anti-Reagan. Yeah, this guy is all about big government. This guy is all about government solving every problem in life. Mm. This guy is essentially a socialist. Mm. Thank you, Indiana girl, for sending that to me. It's fun. I mean, seriously. That's fun, yeah. Because, well, let me tell you how he's like Reagan. It's, um, well, Reagan, of course, embraced socialism, so... uh, Both of them smile. I mean, that's like, that's about it. They each have hair. Uh Uh-huh. We think each of them has a man unit in their pants. But we're not sure, because I don't, we don't want to, I don't want to say how Beto O'Rourke identifies. That's up to him. That's Mm -hmm. his thing. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So... Wow, thank you so much for uh, for the imagery that I hadn't planned on conjuring in my mind when I woke up this morning. Like Reagan, they've both been in vehicles. Oh, wait. Yeah. Oh, wait. You know mm-hmm. what? Hold on now. Now I'm back, mm-hmm. back to thinking you're you're comparing me with Beto and Reagan here. Like Reagan, neither is homeless. Okay. So, so yeah, all right. Yeah. A uh, lot of similarities, man. Wait, you said that uh, Beto and Reagan both had hair? Yes. Oh, you're not talking about me. No, I'm not. Uh, wow, look at the uh, stupid reporter out in the street being blown around by the hurricane now in yeah, you're Panama dumb. City. You're, you're dumb, sir. <laughs> Jeez. Yep. You're so right. you're just standing there, the wind blowing. Uh-huh. I would love to see somebody just casually stroll by like happened last time. <laughs> if we have that, let's let's show that from last time. If you know the guy who's pretending like he's being blown all over the place, yeah, and then they're the gonna have to look for that. Two guys guy. casually stroll behind him. If you can find that, uh, let me know. Mm-hmm. But right now, he is actually being. That looks like a stiff wind. Yeah, that looks rough. And they said it's up to 150 miles an hour. Now, yep. when that hits, he's going down the street with the wind. He's going to be blown away. You can't stand up to 150 miles an hour. How's I don't his think. Microphone working. I don't know. Can you imagine how noisy that must be? Obviously, we got the sound down, so I can't uh-huh. can't hear it. But jeez. Uh, and then when the storm surge comes in, he's probably right by. The, he is he's by the coast. You can see the water back there. Jeez, idiot. And on CNN, so that guy's on Fox. Then you got another one on on uh, CNN. They're both standing out in the elements. The and, wind's practically blowing the trees down, and yeah. they're standing there with their microphone. Seriously, you know what? I I, I don't know. Maybe these are written into uh, these contractors uh, contracts for these reporters. Mm-hmm. It's like if you have to cover a hurricane, if it's uh, category one when it makes landfall, then you get a, a ten thousand bonus. If it's a category two, a twenty thousand, up to you know fifty thousand bonus. If it's a category five, what do you think? That's written in. If not, it should be. No, it's not. It should be. I'm pretty sure it's not. I think they just like to grandstand and they they like the. Uh, they think it's a good, it's a, it's an interesting camera shot, and it kind of is. You know, if he's standing in a studio, you're not. I'm probably not watching this. And then over on the right now, CNN has a split screen, one with the guy who looks like he's struggling against the wind. Panama City. And then you have the the woman, and Destin. I think that's uh, what's her face. Uh, she used to do the news for Glenn when he was on CNN. Uh, anyway, she's just standing there casually. She's fine. <laughs> The guy is acting like he's about to be blown away. Well, they are in two different locations. I mean, 
but still, the wind looks. Yeah, that is true. She pretty might have equal. found a good little. Maybe we can't see up to the side. Maybe she's got the wind blocked by some. I don't know. But uh, no thanks. I'm Man. good. Yeah. I don't really want to do that. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, let's go to Mary Rose in Virginia. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hey guys, hey. Uh, just wanted to let just wanted to let you know that I believe that the holographic Roy Orbison will be inducted into the Hall of Fame before Florida. <laughs> it's probably a good bet. Sadly, that's probably a good bet. <laughs> Thanks, Mary Rose. Uh, by the way, that was kind of a that was a really cool event when they did the and are they taking that around the country the holographic image of um of roy orbison is that going around Different, Jeffy? i think uh, it is i think it's a tour yeah it's, it's a tour that they've yeah. been on they did europe first uh did they yeah that's what they were talking about the la one it was one of the first ones in the states huh all right so cool yeah it was really cool yeah and it will be in the hall of fame uh, he's already in it <laughs> but now his hologram will be in it Mary Rose predicting before Foreigner. That's funny, Mary 100%. Rose. 100%. <laughs> That's good 100%. stuff. 100%. Uh, there is no question. Yeah. I think Hanson becomes eligible this year. They'll be in the Rock Hall of Fame before Foreigner. Well. But I, mean, I like Hanson. talking about Hanson. I like Hanson. Uh, yeah, they yeah. have the hurricane thing. I don't know. Um Maybe maybe we could see. Uh, oh, they have the, the channel guy. Yeah, let's just watch stop that. it after that if that's what you got here. Yeah, the whole thing. Yep, there so he is. <laughs> Struggling. Look at him. He's almost being blown down the street. Okay. Uh, what a trooper. Are you okay? In Wilmington, North Carolina, right at the Intracoastal, and we're in one of these bands. This is about <laughs> the, the band, band, They band, pan band backwards. So good. And these guys casually walk behind him like so Naz. <laughs> no problem. So good. I don't know that in Panama City right now there's any casual walking happening anywhere. No, that, that looks, looks really that's that's serious. serious. That's a stiff breeze right there. That's, uh, that's a tough win. Now made landfall. Category 4 has hit. And it is, I guess, a Category 4 hurricane as it hits the shore. Which is surprising because they thought it was going to, you know, downgrade to a a 2 or even a 1 earlier. But it didn't. Just east of Panama City, Florida. It is hit. So bad. All right. uh, Joined now by uh, Jeffy, who's probably got some news about uh, your ears. How would you You know that? You are psychic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. I'm working on a, a Kreskin type of thing right now. I you know, I think you're good enough to go. Yeah, you think? I mean, okay. look at this because I'm here to tell you about huh. the real solution for stubborn earwax. Wow! Right now, wow! I mean, stunning. You just guessed that. Yeah, I did. <sighs> I mean, hmm. I, I didn't tell you I was coming in. No, you didn't. You didn't <laughs> the, say a word to me about that. The, the wax are. <laughs> we talked about something completely different we earlier did. today. We did. The Wax RX Earwash System Doctor Developed works safely when all other products fail. It's a system uh, that the method and physicians trust the most. And it's just like the system they use in their offices, except it's cheaper. WaxRx comes with everything you need to safely clean out your earwax and condition your ears conveniently at home. Go to usewaxrx.com, order your reusable earwash system today. Use the offer code radio. They'll ship it to you for free. When your ears aren't clean, you know they get really uncomfortable. They itch. They're painful. They get plugged up. Makes it harder to hear. Usewaxrx.com. Offer code radio for free shipping. Usewaxrx.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network.
Pat Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. So the hurricane, uh, Hurricane Michael, Category Four, made landfall, and of course, all the all the reporters are out in the elements. Burke Baldwin from CNN is standing on some little dock, which is about to go completely underwater. It's dangerous. Uh huh. Stupid. I mean, it'd be Stupid. a shame to see her blow away. It would. I mean, I'm no fan, but you don't want that. That's what I said. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And these two from CNN uh, interviewing each other about how windy it is. (laughs) That's a good... That's that's that is, genius. That is, uh, is it windy for you? Yes. How yeah. about you? You know what? I feel a stiff breeze. How about you? Yeah. Do you have rain blowing in your face too? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I do. Is that a I lawn do. chair that just hit up my butt. Is yeah, your hair wet too? Because mine is soaked right now. I, <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't think an umbrella would help that much because I think no. the umbrella would blow yeah, away. Would. All right, yeah. Back to you in the studio. Back to you, Bob. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go, Bob's not here. Oh, and then Bob there's left. you got this guy standing out on a balcony. Uh, looks like it's dangerous, and I'm glad, you know. Look, we Whoa! And there goes yeah. part of the house. Debris nearly yeah. took his head off. I'm not kidding. Yeah, it was close. What was that? Was that a screen off I of think a it window? Was. Yeah, I think it was a window screen. Holy crap! Move a little so, bit, little bit to your right. Move it looks like right. where they are, the wind is blowing 120 miles an hour. Yeah, that's serious. Yes, it is. Very serious. Seriously, stupid some, for these two to be standing some, out there. Well, no, they work for the network. Well, they're yeah, out there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's their job. Uh, we have. I was gonna. I had some uh, satellite shots of the hurricane from this morning yeah. uh, in the Gulf, and if they can bring those up, we can look at them now because it's making landfall now. I mean, yeah, let's look at that. Look, but the satellite shots from uh, from NOAA has been great. The one, uh, the one is uh, max sustained winds. Now this one is earlier about. About five or six hours ago, uh, in the Gulf of Mexico, the first one, and the second one is showing the uh, oh, yeah, there the is. imaging. It's huge. Look how big that that's storm a big is. boy. Right. So uh, was the last one. The last one was gigantic, and so was this. Right, uh, and then that imaging from Noah looks really cool. Look I mean, at it, that. It's dangerous. Wow. And then it shows there. The third one is uh, you know the the eye wall is coming in. Such a defined eye wall. And obviously, you, know? you see how you know this was mm-hmm. you know two or three hours ago, maybe longer. But uh, some fascinating footage from space too coming. NASA sent some shots from the space from the space station that was outstanding. Really crazy. And I, it was and it was weird because um, they were the space station must have been upside down or something because it was like at the bottom of the circle. And the Earth is flat, my friend. I don't know what they're trying to pull. <laughs> that's <laughs> I don't know what yeah, that's they're strange. trying to pull. They're trying. I mean, they're show me the picture right side over. up. Always pulling one over on us. <laughs> I am so glad that when we moved back to Houston, we didn't move back to Houston. When we moved back to Texas, we didn't go to Houston because I, I don't want to worry about this stuff all I the time. Either. You know, for me I and my mi- family, I, I, I worry about it for my fellow Americans, but it's much nicer to watch from yes, a distance it than I, it is when it's sneaking right up on your city. I miss living in Florida, but I was thinking, you know, all, all my fellow coworkers there are now on the, they've been on the air for, you know, uh-huh. at least 24 hours. Yeah, and uh, I don't. I don't want none of this. I don't either. It sucks. We've ridden out several hurricanes. Me too. It's not fun. No, it's not. At it's all. not fun. And then the aftermath too, when everybody's down, their power is out, the stores are empty, there's no gas to be had. It's like you're living through an apocalypse yeah, for about a week. It's Venezuela. Yeah. Uh huh. It feels well, like that, that. But the good thing is, is that it's not. Venezuela. So you actually do have the opportunity to be hopeful. <laughs> yes. 
hopefully you know that it's going to come back eventually. Yeah. And uh, even as devastated as, as Houston was last year, it's coming back. I feel bad for I mean, obviously, I feel bad for everyone in, in the panhandle in Florida and anybody in the I path of Michael. Yep. But uh, the people from South Carolina were just digging out. Yeah. And there's still plenty of places underwater there. By the time this reaches them, yep. they're gonna, it's going to be maybe a one or a tropical storm. It's going to drop a lot more rain. That's a good point. It's going to be ugly. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, I hadn't it's thought gonna, of that. Because be it really is kind of curving back around. Yes, look at that. See, look at that. It's going to go right through yeah. Georgia, South yeah. Carolina, North Carolina, up the coast of Virginia. Oh, uh, man. So those all those places that are just digging out and feeling like they were you know, coming back, mm-hmm. it's going to be underwater again. Bad. Speaking of which... We've gotten serious rain here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and there is a park that's <laughs> near the studio. I didn't notice. And oh, my God. They have been doing, I don't know, probably millions of dollars worth of work because it floods so badly, and they're trying to fix that. Absolutely millions of dollars. So I millions mean, have- and millions of dollars, and they, they've completely redone a lot of it, and, and made, they made channels, and they built bayous so that the water would funnel away from it. It's a walking trail around that park. They put in a giant uh-huh. pavilion. They've got a walking trail that it's trails a nice park. through all it is, A lot it of is people a jog really and nice bike park. there. Yes. And what they've done, even some of the, I mean, they moved the running trail back at <laughs> least uh-huh. 100 yards. Easily, yeah. Uh, you know, they moved benches yeah. and everything back. Right. Yep. So they it wouldn't built, flood. They com- built levees. Completely underwater. Is <laughs> <laughs> it really? The it's, first oh, man. massive rain completely uh, flooded. Uh, underwater. Completely. I, mean, I don't know what. I don't know what. You and I could have done a better job over Army there. Army Corps engineer they're using, but oh they need to goodness. find someone else. They need their money back. Yeah, that's right. Irving needs their money back right now. That didn't work at all. <laughs> and that's, I was looking for machinery. It's so funny. We were looking at the same little mound because they've got this little backhoe, little uh, bobcat dirt, backhoe, and they've backed mm-hmm. it up on top of this hill. That almost went underwater. Yeah. <laughs> They backed it up yeah. on top of some, it's right some to dirt. The, I mean, it's right, right to there. the crest. It almost ruined that probably five thousand dollar machine. <laughs> More than that. ten, fifteen. I who mean, knows? It's, it's bad. Yeah, it's, they've, they've it got, is. I know that they have to do something. But think about this now: on the other side of that park, uh, where the trail goes through there, on the other side of that are homes and the shooting range that we used to go there for Mercury oh, yeah. One, mm-hmm. and that, that's those. That's all underwater. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's ugly. Yeah, and so whatever. <laughs> Whatever engineers do, taking care of that. I couldn't believe it when I drove by I yesterday. Couldn't either. And it's completely flooded again. I thought, oh my gosh. I, mean, I almost caused an accident. All I that for nothing? Traffic. Like, what? Yeah. I, was a, I couldn't believe it. And it did go down, though. I, you're making fun, and it's, it's not nice. Because it did go down today <laughs> yeah, from yesterday. Because yesterday it was up at the top two stairs of the pavilion, and there were mm-hmm. some of those rent-a-bikes underwater. <laughs> those aren't underwater anymore. <laughs> oh, it came, it came so down. Oh, the, so it fixed it came, that. It came oh, I've missed the, the best down, yeah. fun. Oh. Yeah. yeah, it's going to recede a little quicker than it used to. <laughs> <Yes>. Good. <laughs> maybe, they, maybe that's what they did. Maybe they just put in big drainage pipes or something you know little grates i mean i think they did do that i think, I, I think so they too. did that I mean, I thought and they, they carved out other places yeah, for they, the water to they, go when they moved those when they moved that trail back they put in those giant levees and yeah. mounds of dirt to hold that back and none of it worked it's all gone none of it worked uh weird really weird now in houston they have a gigantic park called george bush park and it's uh like between katie and houston and it's i mean it's humongous and they've designed it to flood so that when that's where the water goes, yeah, right. that's where the water goes when all the neighborhoods start to flood. So they direct it there, and that was underwater, you know, 
half the time, half the year probably. Oh, but that was by design. I this one is not. It's, well, it was designed not to. Right. We may get the press release today. Oh, that Irving Park is designed. Yeah, we to meant flood. it to do that. That's what we're, that's what we're <laughs> we doing. Wanted, no, your tax dollars were well spent. Oh, we wanted doing. it to do that. Okay. All righty. We want to put those fences up on the driveway saying "Do not enter." Also, uh, the American Music Awards were on ABC this week. Uh, in fact, just last night. And they just said, because Taylor Swift was on, and she's, you know, jumping into the political arena. So this is great to see a new record low for the AMAs. Uh, Every year they're on. They set another low. Nobody cares about this stuff anymore. Uh, But they had a 1-8 rating among uh, 18 to 49-year-olds. They had a a 2-4 last year, and it's even worse than that. And so... uh, I think they're going to have to rethink these award shows. What's good is that uh, just before this big award shows that Taylor that Taylor was hosting is that mm-hmm. she spoke out. Yes, that uh, was the good thing, and that helped because many people who were would have watched that decided that maybe they had other things to do. Right. So that meant that the nation was more productive last night than it otherwise would have been. <laughs> Thank you, Taylor. <laughs> that is fantastic. Yeah. Thank you very much. So it's it's kind of it's the award look. That's all. They, they they show up. They pat each other on the back. We used to really mm-hmm. dig it, and it was kind of cool to see the, all the people. But since the internet, we get to see all these people all the time. Yeah, true. Everything's changing. Yes. And there's so many other alternatives now to you know Netflix and Amazon and all the things that you have to watch instead of a stupid award show. <laughs> right. Uh, 888-900-3393. We got Chewing the Fat coming up. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray Unleashed. And we begin chewing the fat now with Jeffy. You know, one of the things you were talking about earlier today was that uh, is there anything that Amazon isn't doing? Mm-hmm. And I talked a little bit about this on my podcast the other day. Is I want them to do uh, air, air airliners. I want this Amazon is Ted- air. You I want, want them Amazon to do air? Oh, okay, like like uh, jet travel. You want to? Yes, absolutely. Be, be an airline. I want, too. I want them. I want. I want bigger seats. Mm, I want yeah, f- comfortable seats. Make yes. it make it comfortable. Uh huh. Why? I said I, I said, I bet you do. I do. Want that's bigger fact. seats? Yes. Yeah, uh-huh. I was just confirming that that's uh-huh. Amazon Air. What want. Get into it. Yeah. Jeff, I'm, it's all you, baby. <laughs> Please. Uh, I'm all for that. Uh, we were talking about the hurricane, uh, Hurricane Michael, uh, you know, making landfall as we speak now. Um, yesterday, uh, Santa Rosa County uh, in Florida issued a trespass warrant for uh, Jim Cantori of the Weather Channel. And uh, people were getting all wound up, uh, saying, you know, they were mad at them for issuing this trespass warrant. And the sheriff's department was like, no, 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 it's it's not really serious, duh. It's just that Michael is coming, and we don't want to see Jim Cantore in our county. You know, the old mm. the, the, the old Jim Cantore joke is if you uh, see him in your neighborhood, you should have left yesterday. <laughs> and uh, 
you know, it's a TV station, telephone number, none yet. It's just a joke where they did not want him there. And actually, where that storm is hitting is probably Santa Rosa County. Uh, I mean, that's it's really close uh, yeah. there in the panhandle of Florida. So it's it's a dangerous situation there. But I really got I loved everybody getting all wound up. We can't even it's, they're just they're making people realize that it's a dangerous situation mm-hmm. and you should pay attention. And no, we don't want Jim Cantor here. That's a bad sign. Right. OK, when he shows up, it's a bad sign. Uh, man puts his girlfriend on sale uh, for on eBay. Uh, and he mm-hmm. was all, it was just a joke. Ha 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 ha. Mm-hmm. It was a joke. Uh, but, uh, he got, a, <laughs> got up to 119,000. Mm. I mean, that's a pretty good deal within 24 hours. Did you read the he listing? Put, uh, Very funny. Yes. Very yes. funny. Go ahead. Uh, I know you have it in front of you. I, I didn't realize you had the story. So in front of you. It's good. He, yeah. He put his uh, girlfriend of one year, Kelly Greaves on the auction site, uh, <laughs> described her condition as for parts or not working. And wrote that she she starts okay, but after that, there's a constant whining noise that I can't seem to stop. So good. Body work is fairly tidy, but close up shows signs of wear. No serious damage, but you can see that she's been used. Please bear in mind, uh, when bidding, she's 37 years old. Basically, first thing in the morning, she can be very temperamental. Once warmed up, the whining noise lessens, but I'd be lying if I said it goes away completely. (laughs) The rear end leaks a bit, but nothing that can't be plugged. Oh my gosh. <laughs> really funny. Any and offers considered would be interested in a part exchange with a younger model. Sold as seen, no returns. Very funny. Now, of course, they removed it uh, you know, within the 24 hours because it you know, violated their eBay. No human body parts or remain sold. But it was, you know, got seen according to eBay, you know, 80,000 times. And it got up to, you know, 119,000. Now, $119,000. Uh, it seems like that's a little low. But. <laughs> Um, well, she's used. That's true, and yeah. she's the, yeah. the whining has got done. Mm-hmm. Oof. And uh, I loved to, I loved the comment where he, he was. They were asking him, "Look, I was just a joke," and she and she was, she was in, in on, it. on it. Yeah, but uh, yeah. then he said, uh, "I would have been, you know, would have been sad to see her go." <laughs> 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 uh, I would have been, I would have been crying in my Ferrari or Lamborghini. <laughs> <laughs> and she uh, commented back, said, that, "I got news uh, for you: one hundred nineteen thousand is not getting you a Ferrari or a Lamborghini. Maybe a used one. That one whines yeah, too. Yeah, maybe." Maybe. And uh, the girlfriend uh, replied, uh, if the new owner had that kind of money, it was, she was going to have a better quality of life anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, right? Yeah, it is. It it is. That's good. If we're not going to get carried away and take it too seriously, it can still be funny. Right. Can, right. We, wait, can wait. we laugh at ourselves a little what? bit? What Just a little. Uh-huh. Laugh at ourselves? Yeah, yeah, I know. Comedy? I know. What are you talking I know. about, man? I know. I know. It's, it's a sad. weird concept. And yet another story uh, of a woman being kicked off uh, an airplane. Uh, Frontier Airlines. Kicking a lady off the plane because, you know, she had her emotional support squirrel. <laughs> I get, I get emotional up. support. The squirrel. passenger noted. Okay. She noted on the reservation that they were bringing an emotional support animal, but it was not indicated that it was a squirrel. So mm-hmm. uh, once she showed up with the squirrel, they were like, um, no, you're going to have to get off the plane. She refused. They made everybody get off the plane. Oh, no. Jeez. Go and get her. She kept refusing. She finally, they finally got rid of her. All the people are out off in uh-huh. the in the air, airport. 
they finally you can stand there's videos and I, I I didn't get it to the uh, video people in time but there's videos of her finally being brought off the plane uh-huh. in a wheelchair everybody's like yeah there she is yeah we get to back get back on the plane hours the plane was held up for at least two hours and she as they're pushing her mm. away in her wheelchair she's giving him the finger jeez mm, and it's just just sad but but it only you know it only delayed the flight a couple hours. So there's nothing to worry about. 2018 America, folks. Um, For an emotional support squirrel. Right. Seriously? I mean, this is the kind of stuff we have to put up with now. The new policy, uh, Frontier's Uh, new policy states the animal must be either now a cat or a dog. It's limited to one stowed under the sea. You can't use the mini horse? You you can't use an emotional support mini horse? Like an emotional support... Shetland pony? Not a, not there's a, some airlines. Not on Frontier. Yeah, oh, not on Frontier. Wow. You have to fly. They make you fly. Wow. What other airline is it? The, the, now, for instance, Delta uh, announced that they? pit bull type dogs are no longer going to be accepted. Oh, but the emotional animals. support. I mean, that's a middle name of will, a pit bull. Will my emotional support wolf be allowed on board? I probably will I be. As my emotional as, support. As long will. as you have a completed mental health professional form uh, okay. signed by the customer's licensed mental health expert and an animal behavior form <laughs> signed by the customer uh, that acknowledges the animal takes trained commands. So if your wolf does that, you're good. Okay. All but, right. I mean, I would be so angry. If somebody had an emotional support wolf. And, and won't get off the plane, uh-huh. would oh, have yeah. to depart. I'd be pissed. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. And you could tell the people are out. You know, the people that had to deboard are just... Well, yeah. They got places to go, people <gasps> to see. They want to get there. They don't want to mess around with your dumb squirrel. Just get off the stupid <laughs> I plane. I mean, I got a question. <laughs> so 150 people had to suffer because you're a jerk. <laughs> right. Sucks. So we, right. Can't, we can't have peanuts on an airplane because somebody... 20 rows behind you may be allergic to the peanut dust. Correct. But we're allowing every species known to man. Well, not anymore. To, oh, okay, we're, we're curtailing some of that. Uh, what was the airline that still allows the, the pony? I don't know. There, there, I don't, I don't there know. Is one. Actually, I think it was, it was either American or Delta. No, it, was, yeah. it was one of the major but the, airlines. I mean, if, if, you, if you need the support and that's the animal that helps you get through your day... What what did people do before emotional support animals? Well, they, they had mental breakdowns mid-flight. I mean, <laughs> I don't remember that. Society was. Uh, it, it's a I good thing they started that. allowing animals no, on flights did, yeah. because Pe- before Keith, that, actually, I hate to admit this, but yeah. Keith is right. Yeah, before that, people happened. were just oh, nuts, running yeah. up and down the aisle, crazy. And, and every now and then, you'll hear about someone going nuts on a flight, mm-hmm. but it's not nearly as much as it used to be yeah. before they allowed animals on right. board. Yeah, because, because they don't have the emotion. I mean, somebody needs to get that. The guy's calm. running around. We need to get him a squirrel or calm something. Calm down, you know. Give that guy a squirrel. Guy a Shetland pony. <laughs> Anybody it's have a so, spare gerbil so they can give this guy? Oh, Richard's on the flight. Uh, this is meant. To- <laughs> Stop. I, I can't let that go. Joke yeah. go. Uh, it is World Mental Health Day. Speaking of uh, uh, needing an emotional mm-hmm. sport squirrel, and one of the cool things that they're uh, developing now is a brain scan that can help reveal if a person is a suicide risk. Uh, which is, I mean, that's. That's kind of a cool thing, right? I mean, the Carnegie Mellon University and the University of Pittsburgh have been awarded a grant, which I love grants because you really don't have to prove anything. You just take the money. $3.8 million from the National Institute <laughs> of Mental Health to apply some cutting-edge technology, as they're calling it, brain imaging machine learning uh, technology to aid clinicians in detecting and treating suicidal patients. They just uh, examine the brain activation and see if uh, when certain words are that are spoken, what your brain does, and if you're uh, you know going to 
a person that may commit suicide. I guess it's kind of cool. That's a little frightening because in the same in the same uh, pile of stories, I have a Walmart story that talks about a shopping cart that they've got a patent for that is designed for biometric feedback from the handle. So on shop, if you you know you go into Walmart, you grab the shopping cart, uh, heart rate, temperature, speed, the amount of force they apply on the handle while you walk around the store. And so they'll be able to send all that baseline biometric data and compare it with other uh, different points of shopping throughout the store. So uh, they, you know, then the server, if it indicated the shopper was not satisfied, the central server would send an alert to a shop assistant to go and help the customer. Now, that may oh, end oh, the oh. cashier asking if you found everything okay. Right? Because they're going mm. to catch it before if you're looking angry because you haven't found the peanuts mm-hmm. somebody's going to come around the corner and go can we help you sir mm-hmm. you look like you've you're struggling what do we what can we help you with now there's also shopping centers that are <laughs> already using bluetooth beacons to track customers around the stores and uh they gaze, even tell companies uh what's grabbing our attention in the window display how we feel about the product lineup and walmart again is investing in a blockchain to track Food suppliers, and which is already patent technology, to eavesdrop on customers in stores. So we got mm. that to look forward to. Mm. I would say just order from Amazon. Deliver it to the house. <laughs> just deliver it to the house, please. That'd be nice. Um, I know you. This is the story. I don't know. I can't. I don't know if I can believe it or not. Uh, I'm a little upset. And well, if just it, go if with it's your true, truth. Just okay? go with your truth, Jeffy. All right. Um, One third of gluten-free restaurant dishes. Mm-hmm. actually contain gluten. No, don't say that. Don't say that. And that's what the story says. I'm a little pissed if it's true. <laughs> well, yeah, with about, what is it, 93%, 95% of us are, are gluten intolerant? Yeah, it's about 1%. Sure seems it's, like it's, 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 about, it's about 1%. That's a 1%? <laughs> it's about 1%. I'll bet it's not even that high. Uh, well, I, Come I, on. Let me, I rephrase that. I rephrase, approximately, approximately 1%. Approximately 1%. So 0.1. And yet yeah, everybody a, thinks they're gluten intolerant. Almost everybody thinks that. Oh, man. They are. Yeah, I can't it's do it. It's horrible. No, no I'm, I'm, gluten. I'm gluten intolerant. That, uh, that'll mess me up for <laughs> weeks. If I have a piece of bread, no, can't do it. <laughs> Pizza and pasta were the biggest culprits with about half of the gluten-free versions on those dishes at restaurants still containing gluten. Uh, the time of the day made a difference. Uh, gluten contamination was higher during dinner than in breakfast. And, uh, I, love the, uh, it, I love the picture. I saw a machine. I thought, well, are people actually taking machines with them to test the gluten of course are they really of course i look it up there's a there's a a nema machine for only 230 dollars uh that you can take and you take it with you and you take some of the food that you've ordered and stuff it in this (laughs) vial and put it in the machine that tells you what's in it tells you if it's gluten or not if there's gluten in it wow i mean no thank you and there's other i mean there's other ways to do it they have other things devices to detect gluten now that you can purchase online if but. you have the celiac thing or whatever that's called yes it is celiac. okay yes. that's you know obviously then you're not gonna do but so few people have that's pretty rare but uh, approximately one percent pat gray <laughs> i don't think it's even what 1%. are you talking about i mean you but hate. we act like it's about 80 percent of us <laughs> uh, how many people do you know that are on this gluten kick too many yeah too many, yeah. and, that, and that's a fact. My daughter was for a while, and I'm like, why are you, why? You're not, 
No, I'm gluten intolerant. No, you're not. You've never been gluten intolerant. Ah. Stop it. You just picked up on this trend. On is this she okay now, thing. though? I mean, I, I, she no, somehow God, survives I mean that, now. Seriously, she's is not, she okay? Yeah, she's, in, she's ingested some gluten uh, over the last Oof. year and a half or so, and uh, she seems so to be doing okay. So she's built up a tolerance I to guess it. so. It's like the, what... Uh, you know, Wesley did on, on Princess Bride. He built up a tolerance <laughs> yeah. right. uh, to the poison. <laughs> that's the and that's what she's done with okay, gluten. Okay, well, good. Yeah, that's what thing. you need to do, I think. Yes. I mean, we just slowly introduce gluten back into the <laughs> diet. And right. Then you'd be all right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is, I love that story. Because that's great. like putting, you know, not having calories on the food. Which one of those, putting calories on the menu? Yeah, I'll take the one with the most. Uh, the fat, yeah, that's that the fattest thing I can. Yeah, okay, I got that. No mm-hmm. problem. I mean, I'm, that's why I'm here. If I want gluten free, I'll eat at home. Uh, <laughs> right, I'm here. I'm at. Yeah, uh, let's go to a pizza parlor and get gluten free pizza. Mmm. There's a lot of there's a lot of people doing it. A lot of businesses are are you know bending over for this for approximately. One percent. One percent of the, the population. Well, hell, we make policy mm-hmm. in this country based on the opinions yeah, of one percent of the country so. or less. Or mm-hmm. less. So why not do it at restaurants too? Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, AMAs were last night. We mentioned that with Taylor Swift. Uh, some of the most uh, I was looking at uh, Spotify. Uh, been around about ten years. Uh, this month marks ten years of the wow. music streaming service Spotify. Wow, really? Yeah. Huh. Um, in a decade since debut, Spotify uh, has helped redefine the way we listen to music. 100 million, 180 million monthly active listeners across sixty-five countries. Wow. Um, now, so they have their uh, the ten most globally streamed artists on Spotify oh, the of the last ten years. The Connells, number one, right? Sorry, number to ruin ten. Your list, okay. Ariana Grande, mm-hmm. number nine, and and Calvin. This guy might actually end up in the Rock Hall of Fame before Foreigner. Calvin Harris. Calvin you know, Harris, you know, number nine on the streaming house. You don't know who Calvin Harris is? <laughs> no. Seriously, I've never heard of he's Calvin. The, he's Harris. the Vegas DJ, and he's also done some uh, recording with Rihanna and some of the other acts. Okay. I can't believe you don't know him. Uh, I don't. No, I, I don't. I had to look him up. It's <laughs> he's the, he's a DJ. Okay. He's a freaking DJ. He's I worth like a hundred million dollars. It's amazing. Justin Bieber, number eight. Mm-hmm. Coldplay, number seven. Number six, Kanye West. Okay. Number five, Rihanna. Number four, The Weeknd. The Weeknd. I love The Weeknd. It's a Number jingle three. that I used to play all the time yeah. on uh, music radio. The Weeknd! <laughs> and then you'd go into a song. Top three, uh, <laughs> ten most globally streamed artists on Spotify in the last ten years. Number three, okay. Eminem. Wow. Number two, mm-hmm. Ed Sheeran. Oh, yeah, of course. And number one, mm-hmm. Drake. What has the world come to? It's, yeah, we're, wow, that's bad. The 10 most globally streamed albums. Wow, those are terrible artists, with the exception maybe of Ed Sheeran. Maybe. I mean, I can you believe what they've got to listen to today compared to what we what we had? I mean, you're talking about people with actual talent who wrote and from performed songs. About. No, from from yesteryear. Yeah, oh, actually, Ripperton yeah. on that yeah. list. No, no, Minnie Ripperton Minnie. Minnie had more talent than any of those people. <laughs> I know. I don't know about I that. Minnie Ripperton sounds a lot like The Weeknd. I don't know. They could be <laughs> no. the same. No. The most globally streamed song every year for the last decade. Uh-huh. You ready? Oh, yeah. No, All right, I'm 2008. Not. I am not. The Killers, Human. Okay. 2009, Black Eyed Peas, I Got a Feeling. 
2010, Eminem, Rihanna, Love the Way You Lie. Number two, or 2011, Don Omar, Danza Kudro. I love, oh man. They, you, so they, good. Yeah, we get together and play mm-hmm, that and sing mm-hmm. it around the piano at home yeah, over the holidays. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Tell us about it. <laughs> uh, sing us just okay. a little, yeah, just, you know, sing us just the hook of that, yeah, if come you on. would. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Since you're you know, such a fan, yeah. sing just the hook. I mean... <laughs> I don't want to embarrass, but it's just uh, okay. Don's a Kudrow. Don's a Kudrow. I mean, it's just that's just it's good stuff. Is that that was the actual song? It doesn't yes. matter. It doesn't yeah, matter. Not. Well, I mean, that's our version uh, around okay. the piano. Okay, All right. I, I think I, I think Don may do it a little <laughs> different. Songs about Herbert Hoover. <laughs> uh, 2013, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis can't mm. hold us. Pharrell uh, Williams, happy 2014. Yeah, you couldn't get away from that. Uh, 2015, Major Laser, Lean On, with the uh, Mo and DJ Snake. Mm. Oh, who can forget that? Mm. 2016, Drake, One Dance, mm-hmm. and 2017, Shape of You, Ed Sheeran. Oh wow! Yeah. All right. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We'll wrap up with Jeffy coming up here. Don's a Kudrow. This is Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns. Something I've been saying a lot lately is that there's never been a better time to own a Thermospas hot tub. We're doing right. This, this doing is the this. best time there's ever been. And there's now, never a, been a better this time. A paid endorsement or no, no. It's just, just something that I really believe in, and so I say it all the time. There's never been you. a better time. I'm sick of hearing it from you. you well, really you need to listen you. to me and do something and, about but it. But you've been saying it for so long. How do I know when the best? Because time the time is, is now. Okay? When? When? Right you first now. started saying it, right or now. today? Right now. Right now. There's never been a better time. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Okay. Uh, and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, where Steph McSteffface <laughs> tweets, <laughs> "I missed Bush Gore by a month." In Bush Kerry, I liked neither, so my first presidential vote went to the guy running for the legalized marijuana party. Oh, nice! At least his platform was concise and consistent. Yeah. Uh, Millennial Falcon tweets, yeah, but could Reagan play a guitar like Beto? Right? Nope. No, he couldn't. Bob, I'm afraid your show's not gonna be over for the right now. But Reagan couldn't play like that. No, he couldn't. He couldn't. So the guy is better than Reagan, yeah. frankly. I don't know that he's up to Bill Clinton in the saxophone. but uh, Well, maybe not. But right now we're doing the Reagan comparison, okay? Because that's the one that uh, is so <laughs> obvious to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> From Sabes 84, waiting for Sarah Gonzalez uh, to come busting in after hearing the words Ed Sheeran. <laughs> that's she's a, a fact. Big, I she's know. a big fan. <laughs> uh, American Pirate 2. Uh, Keith, I can't talk to you about Beto O'Rourke without playing his blistering rock yeah, and roll a, Hall of Fame worthy I mean, guitar. And we just did. We Thank just, you. Yeah, uh, so um, and Jackal Angry Beaver. <laughs> Does this mean I can't take my emotional support spider? All right. Is a that plane? a dig at me? Uh, probably. Yeah, probably. Because I don't care for those. Uh, all right. What else you got? All right. Jimmy? So let's do this. Uh, this is actually, uh, I, I don't even want to comment on it. I just want to tell you what's going to happen. And then you watch it because it was Don Lemon's show. With okay. uh, a commentator, a CNN commentator, uh, Bakari Sellers, mm-hmm. uh, Tara Setmeyer, 
and Scott Jennings. Uh, Scott Jennings, remember, is um, the white guy. Go yeah. ahead. Mm-hmm. Kanye West is what happens when Negroes don't read. Um, and, and we have this now, and now Donald Trump is going to use it and pervert it, and he's going to have somebody who can stand with him and take pictures. <laughs> oh, man, is that funny. Listen, he's black folks are about guy. to trade Kanye West in the racial draft, okay? They've had it with him, and he's an attention whore like the president. He's all of a sudden now the, the, the model spokesperson. He's, he's the token Negro of the, of the Trump administration. This is ridiculous, and no one should be taking Kanye West seriously. America Today, ladies and gentlemen. That's kind of weird. That's a weird take for uh, Tara Setmeyer. Oh, mm-hmm. well, she is... Um, is she anti-Trump? Oh, yes. Oh, she is? Yes. Oh, okay. Huh. Oh, yes. I mean, oh. vehemently anti-Trump still. Uh, yes. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Nice to see there are still two sets of rules for people. They in the are world. absolutely two sets of rules. Sure. If any white people had said either of those things, bye-bye. And that, that white guy was if the, very if the, smart if the white host laughs shut. at the black guy's reaction... Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Done. If he had even made a noise. Yeah. Done. Even right. snickered Over. or anything. I mean, it just... Whoa, you're not allowed to laugh. This is a club and you're not in it. Mm-hmm. I know. It's it really... Pathetic. It's amazing. Really bad. I don't know what else. I... We'll move on. You know what you need after that? Hmm. Natural light beer. Throw up that picture of the new 77 pack. Of the of the natural light beers, they're seventy. Uh, talk about Sarah Gonzalez busting into the Come room, on, baby. Natty Light. I know, <laughs> 60, sixty pounds around thirty bucks, only oh, available oh, oh. in Maryland. Have fun. Thirty bucks for seventy-seven wow. beers. I know that's wow. a good deal. Only in Mar- it's only not worth going Maryland. to Maryland for. I mean, come on. That's a good point. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Hi, it's Pat, and I want to tell you about another podcast that I think you're going to love. It's called The News and Why It Matters. It's a group of us talking about the news stories that we think are important every day and why those stories matter to you. The News and Why It Matters. Look for it wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network. All right, a couple of things to remind you of. Uh, first of all, I'm sure by now you know the Doc has uh, has left the Blaze. Uh, he's now doing his own thing at Mojo Five O. Um, and so there's of that void created in the morning show, and they've they asked me to fill it. So that's what I'm doing. Hmm. And we're moving the show to. Uh, Seven Eastern, six Central, uh, which would make it five Mountain and four Pacific. Three in Alaska. Yeah. Two in Hawaii at certain times of the year. Um, when uh, do we sleep? And in now? Iowa, it's uh, 8.15. That's not true. Starts at 8.15 in Iowa. That's not accurate so. at all. Uh, when are we supposed to sleep? I'm just wondering. Uh, from about midnight to 12.05. Uh, and then so. Then you, you, it's like a power nap. Yeah. Then you're you're ready up to so refreshed and ready to roll. Take on the day. Yep. So uh, that early in the day, we can be even more unleashed 
because I'll be pissed because I'm, you know, not a morning guy. I'm not a morning person. So I mean, think, I've done mornings, but I'm usually really angry in the morning. So you think you would be more unleashed and yeah. not more leashed from just being no. tired? Mm-mm. So the anger... The defeats. anger will come out even more in the morning, I think. Okay. So we're getting back to doing uh, what I did in Houston and Baltimore and Connecticut and Utah and all over the place. And so we'll be back doing that in the morning. Getting up at 3.30 a.m.? I can't wait. So join us then. And, of course, if you can't, you can certainly download the podcast at any time on SoundCloud and Stitcher and iTunes and everywhere you find podcasts. So, won't that be nice? That'd be nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, it's going to be, be awesome. Just so good. It's Mm-hmm. The lack of sleep is just uh, yeah. We're looking forward to that. Power through. No, we but we're sleep is overrated. And by the way, there's a big mm-hmm. discussion uh, on Twitter about uh, where's more on trivia going to go. Is it going well, away? Well, it's going to go in the second hour of the morning show. Yeah, so it's going to be at 8 a.m. Eastern mm-hmm. every Friday morning. Uh, yeah, starting next week. That's all. It just moves to earlier. And then if you download, if you download the show and listen to it some other time at your leisure. You, it, it's you know you can listen to it anytime during the day. Mm-hmm. The, the thing is, the, the show will just be posted long before it is now, so it just makes it more convenient, right? There you go. Plus, look at this. Look at this. The first one rolled off the assembly line. So cool. We're pretty excited about the Pad Gray Unleashed wow. mug. Well, they didn't. Huh? Glad I didn't order those with the afternoon time on it, and we'd be having a bunch of right? sharpies and having to change them, and <laughs> just wouldn't be attractive. So just no. kept it nice and generic there. That's awesome. Where's mine? Uh-huh. Uh, you don't have one yet. This is the first one off. I just said it's well, the first one I get off the, the assembly line. Where are they? I don't know. You'll have to ask the powers that be, the people who make that? incredible things like this. This came from the Franklin Mint. What? Okay, <laughs> These things... These things aren't cheap, and they're not haphazardly done. This is from the Franklin Mint, and, the newly minted Pat Gray Unleashed Cup. On the reverse, is there a bald eagle holding something? Yes, no? and it also it's it's fired individually, fired and numbered. Let me see that. Uh, no, I want to see it. <laughs> no, you can't because you'll break it. Well, that's uh, true. Your, your butterfingers. So, yep. All right. Okay. Well, that's cool. Uh, where can so people cool. get those? I don't know, Ivan. I don't know. I have no idea. I think you can go to, you know, uh, like the Blaze and look for my channel. So this is or what happens, ladies and gentlemen. Um, whoever orders those in the building mm-hmm. hands it to the talent and says, probably "Look at mistake. these new mugs yeah, and go talk about it," mm-hmm. and doesn't care to inform the producer, mm-hmm. who could then inform the host, and people can go here to purchase it. So we'll find I'm with out. You. I don't know. We'll find out. I don't know. We'll find out, and we will let you know. Okay. <laughs> Uh, on a recent fall day, a group of protesters gathered in a university courtyard. Many, many were holding rainbow flags. About 100 students and faculty members were fighting for LGBTQIA2 rights on Infinity. campus. Infinity. Keep in mind, again, this is on a Christian university Which campus. Uh, the scene was unusual, in some ways radical, given that it was a Sousa Pacific University, which is a Christian college. Oh. And that the debate was over how God would view the issue of same-sex couples. Okay. One student said, this isn't something sinful, God. This is something beautiful. Further, he said, I pray that we continue to live out the mission of being difference makers, God. That this world will be a place of equality, God. 
Uh, the public display of support for LGBTQIA2 students was a response to the Evangelical Christian University's recent decision to reinstate their ban on same-sex relationships. So for a while, they had quietly uh, they they banned uh, the relationships, and then they quietly removed the ban in August and created a new LGBTQIA2 pilot program which includes the creation of weekly student meetings backed by the university. But then, following some criticism, the university changed course and said there was a miscommunication between the college and the board of trustees. So they banned the the same-sex couples again from the campus. Now, can you not do that if you're a Christian university? Can you not hold beliefs that are different from, let's say, whatever public university, uh, UCLA, can you not say, okay, look, this is a Christian college with Christian values, and so we're going to uphold those. But do your values make people feel badly? And I think there's there's the problem. See, yes, no. yes, your doing? values do, and you shouldn't have them anymore. Hate is not a family value. Wow, that's beautiful. Should Holy. Be a, should be a bumper We should have put that on, on, a, uh, on a coffee cup. Here. On a hot chocolate mug. Go ahead and hand it to me now. No, no. <laughs> I mean, just no. I mean, we we need to imprint it on there. I don't want to just haphazardly write. Okay. Hate is not a family value. Ted. <laughs> on it, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> we got to use that more. <laughs> Come on, Ted. Come on. I want to hear. Oh, Ted. Say that <laughs> every time. Love it, man. Come on. Come on. Ted. Ted. All right. That's beautiful. That's poetry in motion right there. So what do you think of this? Is it okay for, I mean, this has changed so much in such a short amount of time that I don't, I don't even know how, how does a university hold on to its, uh, its values, its principles at BYU, you know, you, you sign a you sign an honor code, and the honor code holds you to certain things, like you know, no premarital sex, no drinking uh, while you're part of this university. Now, if you want to do those things, you want to have premarital sex, you want to drink, go to the University of Utah. <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> go join the godless animals over there. Wow, at the U. I thought that, I thought the name was the Utes. <laughs> It's, no, the it's the Utah godless animals. Utah godless animals. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, what a rival to have. Huh? Yeah, I know. I know. Huh. Right. It's a nickname and a half. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it puts the nickname "Fighting Irish" to shame. It does. <laughs> University of Utah godless animals, and so uh, you could go there, right? <laughs> if you don't like BYU standards, don't go to BYU. Mm-hmm. If you don't like Azusa's uh, standards, don't go to Azusa Pacific. Isn't it pretty simple? No, you've got to make a Sousa Pacific like every other university uh, on the face of the globe. Hmm. They've got to do the same thing, have the same standards. Well, that is wrong. What about tolerance? What happened to tolerance? Now, I have to tolerate your lifestyle, fine. Then you have to tolerate my beliefs, especially if I'm a private Christian university. You can't dictate to me that I have to do what everybody else is doing just because you've changed your mind. I haven't. 
I, I, I don't I don't know why these Christian campuses can't defend themselves like that and say, look, it's it's our biblical principles. And you can't you can't force us not to believe in the Bible. You can't. Um but who knows what will happen here because they're getting all kinds of flack now. Um a USC professor, which is Southern Cal, I don't know why they're sounding off on this said the conflict shows that while gay marriage and equality have become significantly more accepted in the broader society, that change has come slower in the Christian communities like Azusa Pacific. Yeah, I wonder why. I. It's because they have a certain belief. And you don't like that belief, but that doesn't mean they're go- they have to change their belief. you got to live with their belief. You don't have to go to their school. You don't have to like their belief. But leave them alone. Anyway, this professor said, um, most people think it's equality that has prevailed now. People think progress is linear, but there's a back and forth. There are movements. There's backlash. Um, So religious colleges in California are taking different tacks in addressing same-sex relationships right now. And... I, I don't think they know what to do, where to go, how to how to act anymore. Pepperdine opposes sex out of wedlock in general. But get this. Okay, so they oppose sex out of web, wedlock at Pepperdine. However, they support students who experience same-sex attraction and gender dysphoria. So does that mean, okay, sex out of wedlock is okay if you're gay, but not okay if you're hetero, heterosexual? Well, now you can get married if you're gay, so maybe... I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt there. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know when they updated their policy. Maybe if you're a married gay couple. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Wouldn't surprise me, though, if they just made it okay for gay couples to go ahead and have sex. Yeah, just them. But not the heteros. No. Uh, Pretty amazing. Biola University Evangelical Christian College in La Mirada says they've committed to engaging this conversation with courage, humility, prayerfulness, and care. We believe in accordance with scripture that we're all broken. True enough. On the other hand, Loyola Marymount, which is a Jesuit university near Playa Vista, has no policy on same-sex students or relationships. No policy at all might, I mean, for a lot of these colleges, that's going to be the way to go. Otherwise, you're just going to be overrun with protests. Uh, when it comes to LGBTQIA2 relationships on campus, though, Azusa Pacific <laughs> has a more explicit policy. Students may not engage in a romanticized same-sex relationship, according to their code of conduct. And, okay, if you have a code of conduct, again, and you don't like their code of conduct, don't go to that university. Don't support them. If you share those principles and values and you're okay with signing on to that, then go there. I, I, it's just not that tough, is it? I mean, why do we have to go through this? Why does everybody have to bend everyone else to their will? Because, and we're the ones accused of doing that. Yeah, because we, we are in a place now where we have redefined what tolerance means. That definition yeah. has been flipped on its head. Yeah, it's completely it not tolerance anymore. It means the exact anymore. opposite. It means you have to accept it and condone it yes. and promote it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. All right, let me tell you about Mercury Real Estate. Glenn founded real estate agents I trust several years ago because he was frustrated working with unreliable real estate agents. He had one in 
in Connecticut. They were nice, just didn't do the job for him. Couldn't get it done, couldn't get his house sold. So it sat there for a long time, and they eventually lost a bunch of money on that house. So he did a bunch of research, and they found out some interesting things on what makes one agent better than another. First of all, the great agents are full-time, and they have long careers in real estate. It's not, it can't just be your wife's nephew who dabbles in real estate from time to time. That's not going to cut it. And great agents understand certain things like your house has to have great curb appeal. The landscaping's got to be right. The trim has to be nice. Good paint job. You know, the windows have to be right. First impressions are really important. And then once you go inside, you want professional staging. You want uh, pictures that are well done. So the house looks great on the internet. There's a lot to it. So you want an agent who understands all that. When do you list? How much do you uh, put your house up for sale for? What will it look like in six months? Um, all of that really important stuff. Plus, they're fans of the show. So you're going to have that in common with them. So this is why you need to work with the agents of realestateagentsitrust.com. Over 1,200 of the top agents in America working to earn your trust. Go there now. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray. Hi. Thanks for being with us. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. It wasn't necessarily directed toward you. What? I'm the only one in the room. How was I supposed to know? I just assumed. Wow, mm-hmm. what a snob. Sorry. Um, bill de Blasio has signed a wonderful uh, bill into law, I guess, in, in uh, New York. He, uh, uh, yesterday... Signed a bill that adds a third gender category yes. on birth certificates that are issued in New York City. Long time coming, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. I've been railing about this forever, forever. You know, forever. Not only is now the best time for the hot tub thing, it's also the time to finally, finally sign into law a a gender X bill. Am I right? Mm-hmm. The new non-binary identity category, known as X. Uh, is for those who don't consider their gender to be male or female. And, you know, how many people is that? Like 78, 79% of us? <laughs> what? You'd think it was. Like, I know. You would, <laughs> wouldn't you? You'd think this is so prevalent now that everybody who walks in, like half of them, are, are going to want to sign gender X. A letter from a physician or an affidavit by a licensed health care provider will no longer be provided. Yeah, you don't even need that. You just go in and say, yeah, I'm not feeling male today. I'm going to use X. Okay? LGBTQQIA2 rights movement was born, of course, in New York City. Today we're making history again, he said, in the fight for dignity and respect. Residents can now submit their own affidavit requesting a change in gender identity. New Yorkers should be free to tell their government who they are, not the other way around. Don't you dare tell me I'm either male or female. Don't you dare tell me that. You don't know. You don't know how I feel inside of me. That's true. 
I don't. You don't. This new legislation will empower all New Yorkers, especially our transgender and gender non-binary residents, to have birth certificates that better reflect their identity. And it furthers the city's commitment to defending the rights of our LGBTQIA2 community. Um, For the first time, all New Yorkers will be able to get a birth certificate that reflects and affirms their lived reality. That's according to the First Lady of New York, who is uh, Sherlane McRae. (laughs) She didn't even take Bill's last name, which is beautiful and wonderful. Good for her. What's her first name? Uh, Sherlane. Sherlane de Blasio. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that wouldn't work. No, it's not de Blasio. It's Sherlane. Sher- yeah, that's Lane. what I'm saying. It wouldn't work. Why would she take his name? That's like, I mean, what, does she belong to him? No. Hmm. Is he owner? Hmm. No. Thank you. Yeah. So this She is- said, we will not stop there either. We strive <sighs> to extend that dignity to every aspect of life. Okay. We will stand strong against any attempt to deny members of the LGBTQQIA2 community the respect or safety they deserve as fellow human beings. Mm. And Speaker Corey Johnson said, Today is a landmark day for our city. New York is sending a clear message to people who are transgender, gender nonconforming, and non-binary that we're here for you. This law will help those friends, neighbors, and colleagues better self-identify on their birth certificates. (laughs) A document that's so important in everyday life. Last week, de Blasio held a public hearing on his birth certificate proposal. It's an example of respecting all New Yorkers and giving people the freedom of self-determination and self-expression. Wait a minute. So important. May I I just uh, inquire just for a moment, Mm -hmm. Mr. Gray? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to be updating their birth certificates. Yep. Hmm. Don't they need to be born in order to have a birth certificate? Well, of course. Just ironic that it's in mm-hmm. a state that makes it so easy uh, to abort <clears throat> uh, future mm. um, yeah. uh, Xers, if you will. We're in a city that uh, aborts more black babies than uh, has live births of black babies. It's interesting that, yeah. And how many of those black babies would grow up to be a non-binary specific? Probably like 83, 84% of them. Sure, and not even have a chance. Yeah, they don't have a chance. To change that Uh birth certificate. Yeah. Well, about, I I think they just did this study in New York, and it's like 93% of people are pissed off at the male-female box. They're like, what? What? What's this? Why do I have to check one or the other? Yeah, yeah, like I Where's said. Where's my third choice? Right, long time coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you and I lived there, I mean, that mm-hmm. we heard that everywhere we went. Oh, I mean, it was so just like water time. cooler talk. Uh-huh. You know, Everybody you're, you're talking with it. strangers on the subway. Can you believe there's only yeah. male or female options on your birth certificate? That was a big deal. And I uh-huh. finally got somebody to finally. do something about it instead of just us roaming around the city complaining with our peers. Yep. Thank heaven. Thank you, Bill de Blasio. Uh huh. Finally. Thank and, you. You know, and in a not completely unrelated note, um, the uh, the the voting is ended on the uh, at Pat Unleashed Twitter account on what is lacking more in 2018 America. Mm-hmm. Is it more common sense or common decency? Forty-six hmm. percent um, said common sense. Fifty-four percent said common decency was what was missing the huh. most. So it's a pretty okay. pretty split poll there. Interesting. Yeah, well, that's because both are missing. Almost equally, I yeah, think. Yeah, that's a tough one. So to it's, a, it's a hard one. It's a really hard one. Man. Boy, that we're going to get to the story about 
The girl over there? Talk about common sense? Sure. I mean, um, the girl who wants to be a dragon? Oh. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not laughing at that. I, I thought of something else from earlier today. <laughs> I was thinking of a joke that I heard earlier. Yeah. It just popped into yeah. my head. Jeffy told me a joke earlier <laughs> yeah. today. And, and, it just, and it just hit me. Just, just came back around? Yeah. <laughs> uh, this, uh, on the other hand, is, is uh, it's a beautiful story, really, about a, a very pretty young girl who wanted to become a dragon. <clears throat> nothing nothing wrong with that. There's oh, there's n- plenty wrong with it. Nothing wrong with that. Oh, look at that. See, she used to be pretty, and now she's... Look at her. There she is. Not. She's becoming a, a dragon. At all. Well, if you could see her tongue, she kind of split it Oh, we got half. that. Let's show the tongue picture, shall we? Let's go ahead and... Uh, oh, yeah, there no. you go. There you Come go. Come off it, man. What are you doing? Are, what? What are you... Huh? Are you... Are you bashing her life choices no, here? No, no, no. I was thinking of a joke Jeffy oh, told me earlier. Okay. And I was like, what are you, you doing didn't like with that, that joke, joke, man? Okay. What is that <laughs> a joke, man? It just hit me. When some people aren't happy about the way they look, they turn to plastic surgery. And that's just what uh, 23-year-old model, uh, and she's from Sydney, Australia. That's what she did. Except rather than going under the knife to get a nose job or a facelift, Amber Luke uh, turned herself into a, a, a dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, she's now known as the blue eyes white dragon because of how she was mo- how she's modified her body. That's cute. Uh, so mm-hmm. she spent over ten thousand dollars on tattoos, piercings, and surgeries. Explaining that she got her first tat at sixteen. Since then, she's added over fifty designs. Yeah, save on Halloween costume time. And she admits she might be addicted to getting tattoos. No, no, it's okay. And, however, she isn't just getting tattoos on her skin. Incredibly, she got some on her eyeballs so that she could turn the white part blue. Uh, She explained it was very intense and very painful. You you can imagine. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) My eyes got held open while a syringe was injected into my eye four times per eye. Get this. I was blind for three weeks. So, oh my god! Boy, you had to think that was so worth it. There, does she have a? Uh, does she have a nickname yet? I mean, like, well, no, she's got she's blue eyes white dragon is her name now. Not little dragon or Mm-mm, something. She's or? blue eyes white dragon. That's weird. She some other modifications included having her tongue forked, after which. Okay, so she went blind from the eye thing, and then she did the tongue deal. And uh, after that, she couldn't eat or speak for a week. And then, of course, silicone implants placed under the skin of her ears to give them elf points. She doesn't regret any of it. Said she looks at herself, and she is absolutely in love with her image. And her family supports her, too, isn't it? That's beautiful. It's that's the kind of tolerance and acceptance uh, we desperately need right now. Okay. The blue eyes, white dragon. Congratulations. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network.
Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Come on. Ted. Triple eight. Nine hundred. Thirty-three Uh Hillary's had some fascinating things to say lately. One of them was that, uh, yeah, we'll be civil again uh, when we're back in the majority once we win the November elections. Sounds like a spoiled kid. Oh, my gosh. Also, um, you know, she was asked, because the, the comparison is obvious. She's talking about, I mean, the stupidity of the Clintons talking about sexual uh, abuse allegations. Really? You two are the ones that are going to comment on this stuff? And so every once in a while, somebody mans up or womans up and asks her about it. Um, but it's completely different with Bill than it was uh, Kavanaugh. Mm. As you know, that's a wholly, yeah, completely different situation. Here's what she said and, and why that's so different. Are you prepared to answer those questions? Is he prepared to answer them? And how do you mm. see that similar or different from what President Trump is being accused of and Thank Kavanaugh you. and others today? Uh-huh. Well, uh, there's wow. a very significant difference. Uh, and that is, is there, uh-huh. the intense, is. long-lasting... Partisan investigation that was conducted in the 90s. Mm. If, um, Mm. you know, the Republicans, starting with President Trump on down, uh, want uh, a comparison, they should welcome such an investigation. Um, Seven FBI investigations, stupid. Seven FBI investigations, including one at the last minute where they delayed the whole process. So you could do one more FBI investigation of this guy and nobody corroborated. You know what the difference is? There's a lot of evidence to back up what those women were saying about your sleazebag husband. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. And you're talking rape in his case with Juanita Broderick. That's a big difference. Yep. Big difference. Oh, and uh, these women have all been treated pretty well. The difference was you tried to destroy every single one of them. Hillary. <laughs> Come on. Hillary. Come on. Ted. Ted. (laughs) I love Ted Cruz, but that is funny. That's a funny ad. Come on. Ted. (laughs) Very reminiscent of this. The word woman does not appear even once in the U.S. Constitution. Nor does the word freedom. Ted. I mean, it's very funny. <laughs> However, it better not it, it better not anger me what? in November. He better win. Oh, Ted? Yeah. Yes, he better win. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, no question about that. He has to win. And he's going to. That's the thing. Take that to the bank. All right? Just take it directly to the bank and make the deposit. Ted Cruz is going to win. Hmm. I'll back it up again. I'll say by at least double digits, at least 10 points. Wow. Yeah. And don't forget, if somehow Beto O'Rourke wins, Pat will eat my underwear. His underwear. That was the pledge. Wow. Ted. I don't want to see you eat your underwear. No, I don't want to either. So, and what a nightmare that would be for the country if Beto O'Rourke wins the Reagan esque. Oh, yeah. Beto O'Rourke. Right. I mean, they're like, they're practically the same person. They're almost twins. They're almost twins. Both of them had hair. Um, They're both uh, male. 
I think they both identify as male. We assume. We assume. Please. I'm pretty sure they both identify as male. Okay. They've both ridden in vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, we assume. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we know this for a fact. No, that's a fact. Yeah. Yeah. They've both ridden in vehicles. I've actually mm-hmm. seen video proof of both. Mm-hmm. So you got it. Yep. Yes. Wow. Each of them have sweat glands. Um. So, I mean. Yeah, I mean. I mean, the, I mean, the similarities are there. That's they eat that's, food. That's practically both what, of them ate food at yeah, one point. That's kind of what the opinion piece of, of Bloomberg's um, <laughs> Cass Sunstein shared with us. The similarities so many, too numerous to count on this program in yeah. the time we have. Yeah, uh, boy. between Ronald Reagan and Beto O'Rourke. Oh, they both smiled though. That was actually one of his points. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Sunny disposition on both of them. They both smile, so that's <laughs> great. <laughs> Oh, uh, because you couldn't come anywhere near a policy position that was similar. That's for sure. And it, when you're talking Ronald Reagan and comparing him to a politician today, isn't that what you would normally think? Okay, he's share some of the policies of Ronald yeah. Reagan. They couldn't come up with a single thing that they have in common. Not one thing. Wait, sunny disposition so, except isn't for a policy? No, it's not it's a policy. Not? No, that's oh. not. Mm-mm. How can I keep Kinda policy weird, isn't and it? personality? How can I keep those separated? <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to remember. really hard, really hard. Uh-huh. I wish I could help you with that, but I I, I can't. Okay. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three and uh, at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Melania Trump is about to do uh, a big interview, and there's a little preview of it here. Uh, ABC teasing the Friday night sit down with Melania Trump. I don't know why they agreed to this, but they did. And uh, here's some of what we might be treated to Friday. Friday night on ABC. Finish the sentence for me. Melania Trump is First Lady Melania Trump. You did agree to this interview, to your credit, with no preconditions, Correct. knowing that there could be some some tough questions asked. The exclusive. Can women in the Me Too movement call you a supporter? This Friday night, no question is off limits. You're not the first First Lady to have to deal with her husband's alleged infidelities. Has this put a strain on your marriage? The exclusive interview. Let's talk about the jacket. Mm. The jacket. Why did you wear it? With the First Lady. What's the biggest misconception about you? It's cold outside. Being Melania, the First Lady, the ABC event special, Friday night at 10, 9 central on ABC. Wow. On ABC, the big Melania interview coming up where no question was barred. No holds barred interview with Melania Trump. Interesting. I'm kind of interested to see what she says, though, about those questions. Aren't you? To see if it's put a strain on their marriage. I'd like to hear her answer to that. I want to know. I'm going to be curious to see. But why'd you wear the jacket? Was it the wind? Or, or was it just the cold front that had moved into town? Why the jacket? Why'd you wear a jacket that day? No. What about the one. boots? What about the boots well, that you no, wore? What about those? What about those? Why did you wear boots uh, when you got off the plane that day? You know, because you were going to a, an area where, with mud. Why? Why would you do that? Why'd you? Why'd you have boots on? <laughs> Wasn't she wearing a jacket that said something that was interpreted as... Yes. Yeah, whatever. Uh, something like, I don't care, do you? So it was. I think that was what it said. Yeah. Uh, she just wanted to make people think and talk, I think. Oh, really? It's like, get off me, okay? Oh. Uh, read, the, read the back of my coat. So if you had to lay money down, do you think mm. she comes out of this... Uh, 
more favorable in Americans' eyes or less favorable? Just based on the fact that she's sitting down with ABC. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm with you. I, I, why did they agree to this? Especially if there was no preconditions. <laughs> right. No holds barred interview. No question is off limits. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they ignore her other than other than this kind of stuff. They don't care anything about Melania Trump. They don't talk about her at all. They talked about they talked about Michelle Obama incessantly. The arms, her fashion sense, everything she did was noteworthy, and they wanted to know about it and talk about it and speak about her in glowing terms. From how beautiful she was to what an amazing sense of style she had. Here we've got a freaking supermodel in the in the White House. Who has held this position with grace and complete, dignity complete from grace. start to finish. Her fashion sense, I, I mean, is impeccable. And they don't ever mention any of it. That's all they talked about with Michelle Obama. Look at those arms. Oh, yeah, that's oh, true. Wow. I, mean, I mean, let's be fair here. Wow, look at those I mean, arms. Those were probably the incredible arms. The oh, greatest arms to have ever. Greatest arms ever in the White House. Human being. Right. In the West Wing, for sure. For sure. For in the White House. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the arms were incredible. Yeah. And they're really not. I mean, they're just arms attached to shoulders. It was about, uh, whoa, okay, whatever. Um, and her fashion sense, does it compete with Melania's? I don't think so. Not at all. I mean, so help me. We should find out if, I swear, if ABC makes a big deal about this jacket she wore, I want to know if ABC said anything about Michelle Obama showing up on the Gulf Coast after that oil spill with that white dress with the black splotches everywhere. Oh, that yeah, looked that like looked an, like an oil spill uh-huh. on her dress. I want to know. Did ABC ask a question about that? Oh, I guarantee they did not. I guarantee they didn't. In fact, when when we mentioned it on talk radio, it was insensitive and racist and uh, you're hateful and who knows what else we were. Uh, But yeah, I'll bet they didn't. Did they say one thing about it? I don't know yet. I mean, (laughs) we should do a little research into that because that's a great question. Uh, And that's that's exactly the same situation with her, except for she just wore shoes that they didn't approve of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well then, and then over the weekend, that uh, that baby elephant charged at her. I don't know if you saw that. A Char- baby elephant charged. Yeah, at just kind of not kind of bumped her. You know, it wasn't like you know a running start or anything. And she had to like mm-hmm. step back. Mm-hmm. And the Google News headline that popped up on my phone was, uh, "Elephant uh, gives a scare to first lady." It's a good thing she wasn't wearing stilettos. Oh, that's classy. <laughs> that right there is. Screw you. Uh they're the worst. Yeah. Yeah, they don't even try to mask their hatred. And, you know, they're supposed to be news outlets. They don't even try to hide their contempt for her or Donald. Uh, it's just that's all all over. Everybody knows. And and by the way, just some very quick thumbnail uh, search ABC News and mm-hmm. Michelle Obama attire. Um, here's a here's the first line from a from a story by ABC News. First Lady Michelle Obama is known for her toned arms and fashion sense. <laughs> First line of the freaking story. Known, I, I told you, known for her toned arms and fashion sense. And again, I, I don't know if you've noticed it, for the last two and a half years, there's been a supermodel in the White House. A literal supermodel in the White House. Nobody talks about her toned anything or her fashion sense, ever. Have you ever seen anything complimentary about her? 
No. I mean, that's a beautiful woman. They don't even talk about it. 888 uh, and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Just to throw something out that will hopefully be uh, nice and and patriotic from the media. There's a new Netflix documentary that tells the story of uh, some Medal of Honor recipients. And uh, I'm looking forward to this. Here's a trailer of the Medal of Honor recipient uh, documentary that Netflix is working on. One thing that you're going to learn in combat, you learn a lot about love. When you're willing to put yourself in front of that bullet for your man, that's love. The Medal of Honor is the ultimate form of recognition for courage on the battlefield. Anybody who receives it is immediately hailed as a hero like none other. It has to be witnessed, and people have to write reports about why this person deserves it. They have earned it, and they have earned it the hard way. The Medal of Honor represents usually the worst day of your life. It is important that people hear these stories. It's a legacy, and it deserves to be told for the next generations to come. He carried me about 10 miles because of our friendship. I knew that he would try to take care of me. He was the only one left alive on the front lines. He makes a choice to defend that line by himself. He kind of saved all our butts. He was a good guy. He was a brave, bravest man I ever. I remember his last words. Here you go. I'll cover you. These are ordinary people. They've got family. They've got friends. I can understand how someone could have that kind of will. I don't understand how he physically managed to do it. They did an amazing thing. They made a sacrifice that is hard to fathom. Everything we did that day, we didn't do it because we hated the enemy. Combat is not a great thing to be in, and it's not a motivation to hate by no means. It's a motivation to love your brothers. How great does that look? Wow. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, coming soon to Netflix. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed. On the Blaze Radio Network. And yes, we will be continuing more on trivia uh, with the move to mornings. Hmm. So it'll be in the second hour of the show on uh, on Fridays. Okay. So Fridays at 8 a.m. Eastern. Indeed. Starting next week. This week. This week it's at the same time as always. Second hour of the show. Carolina Panthers, Washington Redskins this week. Okay. So we can call people in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And we can call people in Washington D.C. Well, that opens up though Virginia and Maryland, so yep. should be able to hopefully get people on the phone. Yeah, yeah, especially in the middle of the afternoon. I'm sure it'll be a lot easier in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't. It didn't seem all that sincere. Yeah, I'm so sure you're not hopeful that we'll get people on the phone. In oh, the I'm hopeful. 
Okay. I'm just You're quite, not optimistic. quite concerned that uh, the uh-huh. morning rush might affect what is already a monumental challenge <laughs> to get people on the phone. Yeah, it kind of is, too. It is kind of a monumental task. And today's final score, one nothing. Wow, <laughs> we're just a bunch of dumb people. No, it was two callers, two contestants is what we had. But we'll try it. We'll definitely try it and um, hope for the best. I, I'm not sure I'm appreciative of your attitude right now. I'm a little concerned. Pat. Yeah, it seems, it seems a little, like a little concerned. It seems like you have a bad attitude on this whole thing. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. Is there a phone number people can call, Ivan? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, is it the one right here in front of my fat face? Yeah, it's the one. Oh, okay. People can call. Right. You know, <laughs> When can they call, though? Anytime they want Anytime? to. Anytime? Really? But actually, we call right. them during Moron Trivia. Yeah, that is true. So we're grateful for the calls during Moron tri- <laughs> Trivia, and we get plenty of them. Lord knows we get plenty. <laughs> a lot of people want to play the game and answer yeah, the questions. Yeah. That's not fun it's when not smart people call to answer yeah, see, the questions. That's see, not fun. you, you right there. Yeah, I'm talking, yeah, you are smart, okay? Uh-huh. And that, that doesn't make it a fun game. I was it, looking for the person you were... You were looking, talking no, to there. They're right there. Uh, okay. All Look, right. It's right oh, there. I see him. Yeah. I see him now. Okay. Right. Ted. <laughs> anyway. Come on. Ted. <laughs> I got to walk by Ted Tuttle's desk. I haven't done that today. I got to go and do that. Come on. Ted. Ted. He says yeah. it like it's a four letter word, which is fun. You know, it's kind of fun. It's a naughty word. <laughs> All right, 888 Just found this uh, list just to kind of finish off the show with uh, something inane. Um, the, the best one-hit wonder songs of all time. Uh, it's a pretty good list. They've got 75 of them. Obviously, we can't get to all is, of them. Is one of them 7475 by the Connells? N- no, it isn't. No, it isn't. Should be. But thank you again for bringing up the Connells, who nobody knows. The Connells, knows. the Connells. The Connells, will be in the, the Rock Connells. and Roll Hall of Fame before this band Foreigner I've never heard of. Uh, you know. Um, Sugar Sugar by the Archies. All right. Is, uh, is on the list. Huh. I like that song. Yeah, me too. And then from 1979, the number one song of the year, and then we never heard from him again. Well, kind of did. But The Knack with My Sharona. Oh, I bet What a great... That might be the greatest one-hit wonder of all time. Although the Knack did have a song called uh, Good Girls Don't. You know that song? I don't Good think Girls I do. don't, but I do. Uh, I don't think it was a top 10 song, but it was, it was definitely on the charts somewhere. Um, then they list Michael Cimbello with Maniac from 1983. That song sucks. That is not a good song. Oh, is that Maniac that on the... Maniac on the... Yeah, it's from Flashdance, right? Uh, from 1997, Natalie and Brulia, Torn. Oh, I remember playing that. song? Yeah. Um, Norman Greenbaum. You know his song? Um, hold on. Uh, no, just don't. don't. Uh, Spirit in the Sky. Yes. Yeah, cool. That's Year of Our Lord, song. 1969. Such a great 1970. song. Yes. Spirit in the Sky. And then he was gone. Hey, what happened to Norman Greenbaum? Uh, his name. Nobody <laughs> wanted to say it on the radio anymore. Right. That's one of those. Like, that is the perfect name. Change that needs, your name. That needs an artist type name. Yes. You know? Like, Paul Hewson became Bono. Right. I mean, what was Sting? What's Sting's name? Come on. Somebody. Come on. Sting's name? Come on, uh, Sarah. Stink McLaughlin. You see, yeah. you don't want to be want, like you don't want to be you know, like if McLaughlin. Stink McLaughlin <laughs> was not, watching every move not, I made. Not it a good name. Be as hip as if a guy named Sting was. <laughs> I mean, let's put things into perspective. And he kept the ST. Yeah, he, yeah. and so yeah, so he felt at home. 
<laughs> it went from stink to sting. Yeah, you could be yeah, in pretty as good. well. Yeah. You could point out. Uh, All right, from 1981, uh, Mickey by Tony Basil. Ah, you're so fine. I hate that song. Yeah, oh my gosh, yeah, that's that, an that obnoxious, video horrible freakish, song. Man. Lipstick and stuff. And you know, back in the time when there hey, was Mickey. something called music television, yeah. where they played music on television. Hmm. Uh, then this song, which was resurrected in um, Guardians of the Galaxy One, mm. the Five Stair Steps with Ooh Child. Ooh, child, things are going to be easier. Yeah, okay. You know that one? Yeah, what was the one? I forget it. Keep going. There's another Um, song from that movie. From the movie? Uh, There's a lot of good songs in that movie, actually. Uh, Uh, Looking uh, Glass. Hooked on a Feeling. That was. Yeah. Oh, Hooked on a Feeling by uh, Blue Suede. Yeah. Great song. Blue Suede. Great song. Uh, Looking Glass and Brandy. You're a fine girl. Mm. What a good wife you would be. But my life, my lover, my lady. Is the sea? Wow! Yes, yeah. poignant. Broke her heart, um, and then she just walked through an abandoned town by herself because wow. wouldn't really? marry her. Yeah, wow. gave her a locket though, so she got that out of Never the deal. Got over it apparently. Uh, King Harvest, Dancing in the Moonlight from 1972. Uh, another great song. Oh, this this is another one of my favorite one-hit wonder bands of all time. Pilot and Magic. We just talked about this song the other day. Oh. Whoa, ho, ho, it's magic. magic you know. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. From 1974. That's good stuff. And they had never had it, because look at them. I wish we had this. Uh, we sh- I should have sent this, because that's why they're not, uh, that's why they weren't ever heard from again. Oh, uh, They are goofy looking cats. Send me that link, or maybe you can just tweet it yourself, <laughs> so that people can just tweet it out. That, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, goofy looking cats. That's uh, Some of these guys should never been have been on t- TV, and then I'm convinced they would have had more hit songs. You know what? They just came along at the wrong time. When, when True. You know, there was mass media involved in promoting your stuff. Uh, then, one of the first rap songs of all time. From the Sugar Hill Gang, they had that one hit, Rapper's Delight. And mm-hmm. that really started, it's really like the uh, the godfather of rap music. Um, Devo and Whip It in 1980, that's the only song. And here they are nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year. <laughs> one hit wonders. They're going to be in the Rock Hall of Fame? Here's another song we talk about all the time. Uh, Tommy Two-Tone, Jenny, Jenny 867-5309. Eight six seven five three zero nine. You can use that number at Kroger. Yeah, you can. Or Safeway, or wherever you have to have one of those stupid cards. Just put in uh, your local your local area code. Mm-hmm. So your local area code, and then eight six seven five three zero nine. I guarantee it's registered, and you're going to get the discount at the store. Yes. And they don't have to have your information. I love that trick. I do it. Thank you for whoever called and told us about it. Quarter Flash, Harden My Heart from 1981. Remember them? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, this is a good list. Oh. Soft Cell, Tainted Love. Wow. All right. We are out of time. We'll uh, be back tomorrow and uh, talk to you then here on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.